Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Movie Minutemen podcast. My name is Andrew, and with me is my uh, teammate and partner, Wesley Spillman. Wesley, how have you been? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, just moving along here this summer. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, kind of busy. So we went about two months without recording a podcast, and now we've done one in like <laughs> a week, like two in a week. Yes, two in a week. pretty yeah. close. But uh, we had so much fun on the Iron Man 3 episode that we thought we'd bring you Thor Dark World right after it so we can get on to greater and better things. Um, yes. But we're not alone this time. Oh, no. This movie was so bad. No, not really. Actually, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. Can't, you got to stick around to the end. But this movie <laughs> is so important to us that we had to have a third person on the podcast. And uh, it's Anna Augustine of Old Enough for Fairy Tales the the it's about it's a book podcast so i don't know how that translates to movies except they're both stories so and these movies are based on comic books so we'll say that uh but anna <laughs> welcome to the she was back with us on the thor episode if you can tell tell a you know a pattern i like thor she does like <clears throat> thor. actually i like loki but <laughs> yeah so does this mean you'll come on the thor 3 podcast with us and maybe even thor 4 i will i will because i have a lot of thoughts on thor 3 she's not the biggest fan of thor 3 which is, oh upon so rewatch be... it gets better the okay. first time you watch it it's like so out of left field compared to these two that sure. it it threw me and i didn't like it but then See, rewatching it because andrew likes it so rewatching it with I him i'm like that. okay it's it's better it it improves if you guys checked out my mcu rankings you'll see thor 3 is number one i'll closely oh yeah. yeah yeah yeah, a certain certain movie that we'll get to next episode. Spoilers, but uh <laughs> I did watch I did watch Love and Thunder a few weeks ago, finally. Sorry. And it's it's fine. It's, it's just tough. it's not it's yeah. not fantastic. It, I think the big problem with that one was marketing because they made it to be something in the trailer, and then you go and watch it and you're like, this is nothing like yes. the trailer. Yeah. Anyway, we're they not talking. About- they- anyway, that's yeah. not go, important. Go ahead, Wesley. Finish your thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Finish your thoughts. And they Sorry, and they me. cut a, they cut a lot out of that too because yeah, uh, there was a lot of stuff with the villain that they didn't want to show. So yeah, Bruh. it's frustrating. <laughs> it frustrated me. Or the God Butcher was underutilized to the. It was it was degree. lame. It was so Christian lame. Bale. Anyways. Christian Bale deserved better. So. Christian Bale deserved better, and that character deserved better. And- Anyway, okay, uh, this is a rabbit trail. You might want to yes, yes, but yes. What's did you see the trailer for uh Craven? Yes, is that Christian Bale? No, that's Aaron uh, Taylor no. Johnson, Taylor Johnson. Okay, Tyler okay, Johnson. Tyler Johnson. I right? saw it and I'm like, that looks like Christian Bale, but I didn't yeah, think it was. I thought... That was Quicksilver. That's Quicksilver, yeah, that is true. From, From... the MCU with Age of Ultron. Oh, really? Yeah, interesting. Is that what the movies he signed for then? Were <laughs> I have no clue. Because uh, they kill no. this character. I don't know. I don't because know how, I don't know how Marvel gets away with that. <laughs> because Marvel is separate from Sony. That's yeah. Sony. This is like a Sony movie. Sony yeah, it's, Marvel. It's it's, so. it's, oh. it's in the Venom verse, if you could call it. Yeah. That. The yeah yeah. That it's they're the doing darker like, movies. They're doing a <laughs> Morbius. They're doing like all the Spider villains, and I think it'd be cool if they like. Did like their own spin on the Sinister Six with Tom Holland, like with all their villains with Venom and now Craven. What if it's like a Suicide Squad type of movie? Too? It, it <laughs> well, could be like already, that. Marvel already has their Suicide Squad movie in Thunderbolts, so. Well, yeah, but like they, I mean, for like Sony, for they Sony, could do that, like, yeah. You know, but they, they would be really cool guys. if they showed up because they brought in the multiverse, so they show up 
and fight Andrew or not Andrew Garfield. Um, It'll be McGuire Spider-Man. Tom, Ho- <laughs> Tom Holland's because I mean they kind of did that with with the uh, No Way Home. Yeah, but they could do it again with more. But I mean, anyway, interesting. All right, interesting I saw that trailer and I thought it looked now, good. it was gross, but it looked really it looks, interesting. Yeah, we love how uh, now Quicksilver and um, Zeus are father and son. But anyway. <laughs> Uh, uh, we're going to talk about Thor two now. Uh, welcome to the movie minute men podcast. Everyone after that brief, uh, what if rabbit trail of MCU topics? Uh, but we're here and I can't remember. We talked about earliest memories. So let's talk about yes. that. Uh, we'll let Wesley go first and then Anna, and then I will follow yes. up. So, uh, cause I have probably the least amount of memories of this movie. So Wesley, go ahead <laughs> with your memory. So like, Thor yeah. So like the first Thor, I clearly remember watching this movie multiple times with my fam throughout my younger years, especially with my lot with my mom. And like like I said, in the first Thor, she really liked the Thor movies. So we had them on, you know, Uh, I always watch it on like the DVD right here, actually in my room on this corner of the room. This is where my TV used to. Well, not my TV, but the family TV used to be. This used to be like the family room. Of course, you the audience can't see us but you know you can imagine i guess um but and like i don't know i at this point in the timeline i still haven't experienced a marvel film in in the theaters in my young elementary days uh most marvel super fans would critically like rate this film and i still do and there are some flaws through the production and story but this one uh, that was a put on throughout my childhood often i still find this to be like kind of nostalgic per se even though it might not be the best so <laughs> at all so <laughs> very nice very nice anna so i think this was the first marvel movie i saw in theaters i'm sorry um i saw which i think is why i liked it so much in my teens um so i remember i'd seen um Thor and the Avengers at a friend's house and then when this one came out we went and saw it together um yeah I I think I I really liked it at the time it came out again I think it's the fantasy elements in it because I love fantasy stories um and I love Loki and the the Thor Loki brother relationship in this one I really enjoyed um yeah, that's I mean, I just remember going to see it in the theaters and the the big screen and seeing the the action scenes and all of that on the big screen made it really special. Plus it was my first Marvel movie in the theater, so. Yeah. As as people say, you always remember your first time seeing a Marvel movie in theaters. Well, but uh do people yeah. actually say that? <laughs> they do. Like I still remember, I believe Age of Ultron was my first one. I think didn't we I think or am I just remembering it? And no, I, I think we did. Say, I think we did. I think, I think we you did go with the Babcocks. With the, you went, yeah, the Babcocks yeah. and uh, the Spoonheims, I believe the the youth group. I think, them. I think Civil War was my first. I think. Hey, that oh, one. Really? Is, I, I that's. I think that I one was think my so. second. So that one, that one, we went and saw the big group of friends. Big, huge group of people, yeah. And we lost one because he went to the theater. That was sad. Poor George. Uh, anyway, <laughs> my memories of Thor two very very small. I watched it for the first time, I think, two years ago. And I haven't watched it since and until the until last night. So, uh, yeah, I remember 
like constantly i was i think i was on my phone for most of it because it was just it's so bad it, the first time very I watched slow it. but i will say this second rewatch i'm not as critical of it yes there are some points but i was gripped to the tv for most of it i'm gonna be perfectly honest I feel like watching I feel like this. I might be the lone defender of this movie in this episode. Oh no! But watching, which it's is hard because the back, like this, the last episodes leading up to this, I've been just wait till we get to Thor two. Just mm-hmm. wait till we get to Thor two. Wait till we get to the Dark World, and now I'm like, maybe because you went in with such low expectations. Yeah, like, like, say, like, I thought it was gonna be like, oh my, that bad. And like, usually every time I watch it, I'm like, oh, it's not that bad. But now, I, I know it was late at night when I saw it, but I was like, man, oh my, this is dragging on. It does though, (laughs) and it's interesting watching it though in in comparison to yeah, we will Endgame. Having watched Endgame, and they come back to this point in time, right? And so, yeah. I think kind of having like the future in mind, it holds up a little bit better, which maybe is why yeah, they did that. That's but um, well, watching it as it its own entity shows up. So yeah, but watching uh, it in its own entity, it's like the first half is fine. The second half, it's like I th- we'll, we'll get to it. But I think going into it with the idea that yeah. we're doing it for a podcast, it makes you it it pulls the fan back a bit. Like, I mean, you still have to come at it as a, you know, a Marvel fan and a movie fan, but do, going back at it from like a critical point of view and being like, yes, I have my own personal, you know, feelings about the movie, but how is it as a movie? How is it like compared to the movies in the past, like Thor or Thor one, Captain America, first Avenger, Avengers, now Thor two, Dark World. I keep calling it Thor two. It's actually Thor the Dark World. But how does it, fine. how does it, how does it hold up? And so I think that really helped helps with my point of view from it now like like you know as a movie i suppose but yeah those are our memories so let's get into the movie itself the movie was released on november 8th 2013 in the united states it was released a week prior internationally and it was directed by alan Ty- taylor Written by Christopher L. Yost and Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, which, gonna be perfectly honest, I was surprised to see their names attached to this movie. They are usually better known for writing the Captain America movies and hmm. the first Avengers movie. Were they? Were did they also write uh, Age of Ultron, Wesley? I don't um, think they did, but they probably. Might. That's why there was a Maybe. Captain America cameo, though. Probably, honestly. Uh, Age of Ultra. Spoilers. No, <laughs> we got to have Chris <laughs> Evan in here somewhere. <laughs> well, Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron. Well, there are some other directors that kind of helped out with that, too. So, uh, yeah. Well, yes. But they directed or they not wrote the Age script? No, no, they they helped they helped with the movie. They rewrote he's, some he's, stuff. He's speaking of the Russo brothers who oh. are held up very highly uh, almost as gods in the MCU universe. I'm also talking about Joss Whedon. Oh, he well, Joss Whedon kind of, yeah. Joss Whedon helped with this also a little bit. Oh, he helped so. with Dark this movie? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, I did, they, he was not credited, so I did not see yeah. that. Yes, yes, well, he was. But the story is by Don Payne and Robert Rodat, 
Um, and this sad fact was the last film Don Payne ever wrote because he died from bone cancer before the film was released. Oh, wow. That's he he also wrote for one. So sad fact. We're kicking it off with a banger here. And the music That's- is once again by Brian Tyler, who wrote most of the music from uh, Iron Man 3 up until uh, Age of All. No, he didn't do Age of Ultron. So just this one, Iron Man 2. But he's the one we owe the uh, credit for the MCU MCU score because this is the first movie that does yes MCU overture with the Marvel Comics logo fluttering which has since been expounded on immensely it's really cool it's it's, yes it's the it's it just gives you that like thrill when you sit down to a movie and it has it anyways and then and then they utilize that in the future like pulling music leaving the music out of it and just letting you hear the fluttering of the pages the pages yeah it's well like, and then they change it because like we went and saw guardians three a few weeks ago and it's they changed the the characters images. you see on it it's like the comic yeah. books and then it goes to like the mcu characters and yep. it was like just the guardians guardians it was it's really cool. so it's so interesting because like it's so short, but you can do a lot with that. Like, and mm-hmm. you can change it. They've done like a um tributes to people, of course, yep. and like they, didn't they do the Stan Lee one when he yeah died. and yeah and then they did one for Chadwick Boseman yep. and mm-hmm. yeah it's just so cool. I haven't how they watched can that do. one yet. I haven't so, watched Wakanda Forever yet. Oh, ooh. I was like sleep deprived <laughs> when I'm, I went and saw it with you, Wesley. You came. Yeah, you did. And, yeah, you did. And I was yeah. so sleep deprived uh, because I just like pulled a what was it? Uh, let's see, sixteen hour shift at work from. Oh like, yeah, you said that. Eight yeah. p.m. to one a.m. or p.m. Like, why did you go see him? Oh, I remember that. And then I went to go like run a, a youth event, and then went to the theater, and it was like I was up for like. 36 hours so it was not it was don't 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 suggest doing that guys but did you and fall i wanted asleep? to see it so i watched it no i didn't fall asleep i was almost close to it but it's a i need to watch it again not sleep deprived but back to dark world uh this movie is starring chris hemsworth as thor of course uh natalie portman as jane foster tom hiddleston as loki and anthony hopkins as odin Stellan Skarsgård as Eric Selvig, Idris Elba as Heindel, Kat Dennings as Darcy Lewis, Christopher Eccleston as Malketh, Jamie Alexander as Sif, and Rene Russo as Friga, also starring the late Ray Stevenson, Zachary Levi, who replaces Josh Dallas. Okay, now we get to some names, so I'm going to forgive. Please forgive me. I'm going to apologize right now uh, if I absolutely butcher, butcher them, but... Uh, Tudanao Buasanao as uh, Hogan. And, okay, this one is going to be fun. Uh, Idawale Akninoaga Base. Forgive me. Uh, Jonathan Howard and Chris O'Dowd are rounding out the cast here in Thor Dark World. So thoughts on the cast and the crew for Thor Dark World. And Stanley. And Stanley as stan the man yes i feel like you don't even need to mention him until there's the movie where he's no longer in it like i feel like up until <laughs> everyone hey, no, knows we always we we giving him his dues yes man he's literally great. the mcu 
Man literally carried this movie in a scene, man. Dude. Can I have my shoe, I have my shoe back? One of the best scenes in this movie. Uh, I remember I remember I remember that scene so vividly in the theater because I thought it was hilarious. Anyways, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That scene is pretty good. I'm gonna be honest. Um, I I love the Thor cast. I don't know. Again, it probably is just the fantasy element. I just think the the main like five are just really good actors. Who would be the main five? Thor, Odin. Thor, Odin, Loki. Loki Jane, Jane, and, and um, yeah, probably Heimdall. And then this one, I just think they're really good. They they play well off each other, and I mean, just the father son trio. Yeah, but you can you can feel the dynamic. They're great actors. Now it's a it's a horrible family dynamic, but yeah, you can say, feel um, their Odin's kind of a butthole. He's horrible. I wrote that down somewhere. I was like, you're just the worst dad ever. <laughs> hey, at least Frigga got her time to shine this movie. So Dude, for a little she was bit. so underutilized. They didn't use her at all. It made me mad. I'm glad she's in it in Infinity War or Endgame or whatever. Like yeah. that they pull her back in because she yeah. is amazing. And they they didn't develop her character enough. Yeah, because especially in mythology, like her and Loki really are important and they didn't use her at all. Yeah, it's 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 tough, man. (laughs) It's it it, it makes her death. Well, we'll get to it. It makes her death. What? Very. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Just, just a second. The movie's been out for ten years now. This is the tenth. Yeah, I know. I know. The podcast is about Thor: The Dark World. So if you haven't seen the movie, yes, if you haven't seen if the you movie, haven't seen the movie, a hundred percent. All the spoilers are on you. Yep. Yes. We're talking about the movie that's been out for ten years, and the title is literally the MCU rewatch Thor: The Dark World. So if you're not rewatching the movies or watching them for the first time with us, it's all on you, man. We mm-hmm. cannot be held accountable for any spoilers that come your way due to the, the podcast anyway anyway that's out in the ether uh but it makes <laughs> her death very underwhelming because Trivial. one she's hardly in the first movie in the second movie she's in about two scenes before she dies it's kind of like i will what? say those two scenes very much portray how much she meant to the characters yes yeah they did a good job with that considering she's only in two scenes in this movie and like three in the last one it really did show how much everyone cared about Frigga. no yeah it's yeah but so that that's kudos to see see it especially with the odin Frigga. Mm -hmm. because yeah he kind of do you care about anything odin (laughs) kind of kind of a butthole but yeah i I like i I was surprised to see marcus and mcfeely getting like writing this because of what wesley said before we started recording about all the plot holes it's kind of like like and then you look at their other work like they do the movie right after this captain america winter soldier which is highly regarded as top five marvel movie of all time Mm -hmm. and they're on the credits to this one and that one. It's 
and that one's so tight and so well well written well written well written that you're just like it's night and day and so i it's almost like because christopher yost did you wonder if he was like the main writer and marcus and mcfeely just kind of you know helped him along yeah so you know like like there is a lot of stuff with the production stuff that like i will get to there was there was another director basically gonna do it oh yeah i remember i came uh, along that as well in my so yeah yeah that (laughs) makes sense honestly movies that have multiple directors and multiple writers tend to not be as well done as movies that have like this is our these are our people and we're gonna get it done yeah but I, I I have something to say, and I've said this before. I said it last episode. I've said it before in this. When a movie starts with a monologue, they often use the monologue as a crutch to catch you up to speed on what's happening as opposed to just giving it to you during the story. Like, wouldn't it have been so much cooler to actually, like, watch the battle happen Instead and get it from the point of view of true. whatever the... Yeah. The father now, was what's his name? Well, War? we'll get into the, the monologue when we get into the yeah. first scenes. So. But what I'm saying is oftentimes creative people will use a monologue as a question. And yeah. that's saying all the time because one of the best movies of all time, Lord of the Rings, starts mm-hmm. out with a monologue. And I'm not saying that there's they many. That there's many. <laughs> However, the book starts with that monologue. Mm-hmm. The book has all that in it. So but this movie and yeah wow but the cast the cast does a great job with what they're given i I think so uh i will say this is probably in the rewatch my favorite thor i wish they could somehow keep the old english thor and still have comedy thor although there were some lines i was like whoa this is cheesy (laughs) If you could mash, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. If you could mash Dark World Thor with Ragnarok Thor, or even Endgame Thor, I think. But I, think I would say it Thor. shows his development because he spent so much time on yes. Earth that when you Especially... get to Ragnarok, he's become more Earth-like. He's been around Tony and and Bruce and all of them, so he is becoming more Earth-like. Now, I don't know why that says about like Valkyrie and stuff because she talks yeah. the same way, but yeah. I don't know. That's Wait, just you gonna say something. Sorry. Uh, no, it's okay. no, not 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 really. Okay. I, I just want to make sure. <laughs> but uh, I have some background though on the movie. So if, we oh, yeah, if we're done that, with the cast so. and the crew, let's jump yeah. into the background stuff yeah. and then we'll get into yeah. the movie stuff. So by now, the MCU is kind of in full swing and they were working out their plan. And so with uh, kind of each new movie was it was just a little bit about who are we're going to get to write it and who we're going to who they were going to get to direct it. And originally, uh, that's where they hired uh, Patty Jenkins to direct a uh, Thor the Dark World and Patty Jenkins, who would go on to later direct Wonder Woman, who's gotten wild acclaim for what she did with the Wonder Woman, uh, who she was hired to direct. Uh, and she was hired to direct Thor The Dark World, and it was kind of viewed as a mediocre, lesser movie in the MCU, and Wonder Woman was beloved by tons of people. 
and there's a lot of speculation about what her movies uh, if like the movie would have been better if she did a um, Thor 2 and mm-hmm. they they didn't uh, get with the direct uh, directed sorry a, um, I'm just gonna quote what she said she gave some quotes on what her take what happened why she didn't uh, directed it she didn't direct it and what she wanted to do at with the movie this is what she had to say I don't think I could have made a good movie out of what Thor 2 because I wasn't the right director and I didn't a I don't think I would have been in the running for Wonder Woman as a result and that's mm. one of the reasons why I'm glad I didn't do it because I could have made a great Thor movie if I could have done the story I was wanting to do but I don't think I was the right person to make the great Thor movie out of the story they wanted to do. I pitched them mm-hmm. that I wanted to do a Romeo and Juliet. I wanted Jane to be stuck on Earth in and in Thor, uh, in Thor to be stuck where he is, and Thor is to be forbidden to come and save Jane because Earth doesn't matter. And then by uh, coming to safer uh, to save, uh, they ended uh, up discovering that uh, Malekith is is hiding the dark energy inside the earth because he knows that Odin doesn't care about earth. And so he is using Odin's disinterest in earth to trick him. And so I was like, I wanted to be a grand, I wanted it to be a grand movie based on Romeo and Juliet, a war between the gods and the earthlings and Thor saves the day and ends up saving the earth. When she passed on the film, they hired Alan Taylor to direct the film he previously worked on a lot of television, specifically some beloved ep- episodes of Game of Thrones. Today, the movie stands at a 66% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, and what? it ended up... <laughs> yep, I was going to say, that's up, high. <laughs> and it ended up <laughs> making $644 million worldwide in the box office. That would have been a great movie. Imagine that, and then Thor has to like enlist Loki because he's a trickster to come help him trick the Dark Elf on earth like that would have been phenomenal i would have watched the heck out of that you would have gotten the same the same gist of the movie i -hmm. just feel like it would have been it would have been better i don't i don't know it may have been almost too small if that makes sense like what all are you gonna do in a two-hour movie where thor stuck one place and but wouldn't have been better to like see jane trying to get him to earth and she could even have the ether in her again right like he tricked her into getting the ether and she's stuck on earth and he's trying to get and he to her. yeah and he can't get to her i don't know like you and know, like you know. could have gotten more of asgard in that too because i still feel like we didn't more get tension or we didn't get explore asgard still like i have no I reason why it's so important we got a little bit more just a little bit a little just bit a little but bit. like just a little bit <laughs> i wrote down somewhere like they make it to be this great great civilization right they don't explain it we don't see it they get breached again (laughs) like you're not these great warriors i'm sorry but what i'm saying is and i guess there could have been like what you're saying like thor sends like sif to go hang out with jane and keep her protected but thor can't get like but for love triangle love triangle plot hole i feel like it would become more of a rom-com and at this point in the mcu they're still trying to stick to the superhero genre that's true and And the convergence we don't see the expansion of movies almost 
Thor Ragnarok was the first time we actually got a full-fledged comedy. Well, I guess Ant-Man. Ant-Man was kind yeah. of. Kind of in a way, but kinda. they still held on to the, the superheroes trope of like, this guy doesn't want to be a superhero, so he's kind of reluctantly learning how to be a superhero to, you know, but For that would be almost our first venture outside of the superhero. And I don't know if the MCU world was ready, was ready for that at that point. Now, and also the convergence was kind of it made it not higher stakes i guess because like but like it, it gave it a little bit more of that sci-fi superhero feel that we didn't we didn't really wouldn't have had otherwise i guess now i agree would i like to see that movie now like in hindsight absolutely i think it would be probably better than what we got but was the mcu world ready for that that's, That's where fair. you gotta like where we saved Just from don't know. MCU dying. Which they which which could explain Ant Man because they kind of eased in like would people like a more comedic hero? Yep. And then that one did really well. And so they're like, okay, and then we got Thor Ragnarok. And I'm not saying we haven't had comedy before because Iron Man is full of it. Captain America to like a lesser extreme, the like, the next one, Winter Soldier. Right, yeah. Well, that has was a, still has a bit. Still it has is. a bit. Yes, Winter Soldier that is my favorite so. MCU yeah. movie. That's true. Yeah. All right. Do you have more, Wesley? Or is that nope. all you had? Yeah, that's all I had. Sorry, that sounded really mean. Was that all you had, Wesley? No, that's was good. That all you had? <laughs> was that all you had? So I didn't know that though. That's an interesting little factoid. Yeah, I didn't. I I knew that. I knew that she was set as director. Did you know though? Cause I read some, something that I think was on IMDb that Natalie Portman almost, she did not want to do it after Peggy, the other Patty. director got, she didn't get canned, but she Patty. left. Yeah. Yeah. Like she was trying to get out of her contract. Natalie, really? Portman, which explains why. Yeah, I remember that not happening. In it I remember again. that happened. Yeah. I remember happened that happening actually. Yes. So who directed, uh, love and thunder? Was it? Taika Taika Waititi. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, she she came back. I I think she probably said she, to she end liked, her role. She liked the story. I think is the reason she came back, which is valid. Yeah. The story is really good. The it's story just, is good. It's just poorly written. Again, but uh, so that's another one. Uh, so we have a couple of casting. Uh, like I said, the late Ray Stevenson. Uh, he plays. Oh wait, I have I have a behind the scenes fact for Zachary Levi. So okay. don't say anything about okay. that. That's the one I was going to so, say. So, the, Ray Stevenson, yeah, he just recently died. And so I just, you know, want to give him his proper send off. He does. He's hardly in this one. Which is, is he the big, the big guy? Volstag. Vol, Volstag. Volstag. Okay. I couldn't remember their names, Volstag, but I liked yeah. him. Uh, he died on May 21st. He was 40, 58, sorry. And wow. uh, he was hospitalized while filming uh, a movie in Italy. It was crazy. He's he's in the uh, Ahsoka series that's upcoming. He was playing a Jedi in that, and so that'll probably be his last thing. Uh, our rest in peace to our uh, Volstag. And uh, now, let's jump into 2013's Thor: The Dark World.
All right, so we open up, as we've said multiple times, with a monologue. Um, in the distant past, while the convergence is happening, it opens portals between the Nine Realms and the Dark Elves, led by their leader, <laughs> Malekith, are trying to unleash the Aether, uh, destroying the entire galaxy and plunging it into uh, darkness, I suppose. Again, not really clear about what's happening. Um Malekith is uh, opposed by the father of Odin, King Bor. Uh, he uses the Bifrost to rip the ether away from Malekith, and uh, the elves are overmatched and overwhelmed by the uh, lack of the ether and by the Asgardian warriors, and they are wiped out, and Malekith escapes. And, uh, yeah, so we'll stop there. That's yeah. the that's the intro. Uh, but we did open with the awesome Marvel logo with the overture that I forgot to mention. And then yes. we went into this hot mess. I wrote, I wrote down sort of a lame opening. <laughs> See, I, I, I thought the intro was dope. It gave me a little uh, yeah. vibes. Yeah, dude, I was hyped. Like, I remember when I was younger, I was like, that bo that Boar's line, like, I don't know why, but his line was so cool. What line was that? <laughs> it was like, um, he's like, I want the ether buried deep or something like that. I don't know. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Bury it deep where no one will find it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then it, it was... like, into the logo, you know? There's a lot of cool transitions, though, in this movie. Yes. Though. I can tell you that. So. so the reason they can't destroy it is that because it's an Affinity Stone? Yes. That's the only reason? I, Which they don't really tell you until a tag scene well, at the end. I don't know if he knows that. He probably does. He's a god. Because so, like yeah. Thor thinks he can destroy it and then later and then he tries to and then nothing happens. It just like Yeah, it's uh, you don't again or not again. <laughs> we've talked about it, but uh, yeah, they never they, they don't explain, explain it. Although I will say the ether reminded me of like the the venom symbiote, and it kind of does the same thing, where it like gives you like this power. Um, And I thought the nine worlds were cool, like when they were converging. Like the the CGI in this movie was actually really good. There was only like one scene I noticed where I was like, "Oh, that's clearly CGI," but like, uh, no, to me, I wasn't really paying attention that well. But like, there was one scene where Thor was falling, and I was like. Yeah, but like even and like you yeah. know it's green screen because clearly they're not in some like desolate planet with like a yellow sky, but like it didn't it really look it didn't really look like they had CGI'd it a whole lot. I don't know. Yeah. I disagree. But... For some odd reason, like I thought this movie looked it didn't look a lot like another movie, but I thought it kind of looked like Man of Steel, Superman Man of Steel, if you've ever seen that. I, it kind of looked it, it kind of resembled the little not tone but like just with the ships i don't know i feel like the ships kind of reminded me of man of steel if any of you audience has seen man of, man of steel am i don't know i watched the first half of that movie and couldn't finish okay. it I was okay it is, it, it is pretty long that movie is long so yeah um, but yeah I, I remember the ships yeah they do kind of yeah because it's yeah what is the bad guy in man of steel vorg or something um Man, I just watched The Flash, and it's the I was same say guy. Came back. Uh, uh, oh. oh my, I don't even know. Is it Vork? Something like that. Uh, Which I, I only I'm know from 
but how it should have ended. He was he was he only had five minutes of screen time in the Flash, so <laughs> so I, he didn't seriously. really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it good? Was General the Flash Zod. good? It's Zod. 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 Yeah. I was close with my Zorg. Um, hey, he has a mo- the man. The, it's a uh, Marvel uh, min- movie man tie-in. He was in a good old Knives Out. Michael oh Sh- yeah, Mike, who was Michael he in that? Yeah, yeah. He was the guy with the limp, one of the sons of. Uh, oh, I know him. Yep, I yeah. just watched rewatched yeah. Knives Out not too long. Ago. Amazing. Anyway, yeah. uh, moving on. I thought. I, Wait, I, I have I, a behind I, the scenes. I have a behind okay, the scenes sorry. fact Go on Malekith. On Malekith. So two future MCU actors were considered for this film. Mads Mikkelsen was in the running to play the villain. Yep. Presumably Malekith the Accursed, but had to bow out due to scheduling issues. Eventually, he would play the villain in Doctor Strange. Speaking of which, Benedict Cumberbatch was also considered to play oh, Malekith, and he would go on to play Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. So, so thank God they didn't get him. Yeah. Oh my God! What a waste of Benedict Cumberbatch. I like Porker Stewart, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this character is so dull, like so bland yeah. and emotionless, and like, which I guess if you want to destroy the whole world, you kind of yeah. have to be. But like, uh, yeah. I think it works. I I really do. Like when originally I was like, oh, okay, kind of lame, but personally I think the emotionless. Uh, it I mean, works. It's an elf. It's an elf trait. Like right. Like in all like fantasies and stuff, the elves are usually pretty. Blech. They've lived so long. They're just kind of they don't care anymore. Well, so, so have the the Norse gods. Like they live five thousand years. And then they just give up caring. Like Odin. <laughs> <laughs> But I so, I think it works. I I think he's a decent bad guy. Like, obviously he's the lower echelon of Marvel villains because they kill him. <laughs> they kill him. He's not really in it. You don't really understand what he's trying to do. And the backstory of him, like he always taught, he always talks in a different language. So like people for the audience, exactly. it's kind of like yeah, you you can't connect to him. Yeah. So that's 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 something I've written down and I think it would be I think it would be better served if you like I understand you want to let him talk in the dark elvish yeah. but I think it would be so much better if you gave him like just let him speak in English because that's what they do like in the guardians those people are supposed to be speaking other languages and sometimes they do but like the people who you're supposed to care about they always get translated to English like even if they are talking in a different language so I think or even have has certain scenes, certain scenes where he does talk, like or lines, like certain lines that he talks in the dark elf language. But then if when he's communicating with like Thor or well, do that. important lines, but because like when more, he when he's attacking uh Asgard and he's in the with Frigga, Frigga, and that's true. Fo Fo Jane, he's he's talking in English, but I think like when he's explaining what they're doing when he's on their planet and he's like look at everything that's happened like we're gonna get him back it's in elvish and i think that would be so much more powerful if the audience could understand what he's saying that's valid yeah so in 2012 we we catch up after the chitauri invasion which if you haven't watched avengers why are you even listening to this podcast (laughs) uh but loki is brought before odin in the shackles and Odin gives Loki a life sentence to prison for his crimes against humanity, promising him that Thor will be made king one day 
after he's cleaned up the damage that Loki has caused. He really, man. Anyway, we'll talk about that. One year yeah. later in uh, uh at Vanaheim, Thor uh, is fighting alongside the Warriors Three and Lady Sif, um, and uh, they win the battle. And uh, Hogan remains to help his people rebuild. We learned that's where he's from. And Thor and the rest of them return to Asgard by the broth by frost, which is magically rebuilt now. We don't really understand how that works, uh, or how that happens. We're never told. Uh, yeah, um, that is true. It is, it is still like cracked though. If you well, there's a one yeah. shot where they go over and you can see yeah. like they've rebuilt it, but it's still got that like jagged I'm just crack in it, which is cool. Yeah, I'm just you know, we we like we said in the last episode, you suspend belief because it's a some movie because well, they said like if you destroy it you'll never see her again right like loki exactly. says that and then he crashes it anyway and then it's fixed all the all the uh all the sacrifice that happened in the first one is it's like whoop. null and void now um and then uh, a party is held in celebration uh for the victory that they have achieved and um thor leaves to go talk to heimdall to see how jane foster is doing and uh, we find out that he can't see her, correct? At this point? That, that Heimdall can't see um, her. Heimdall that, can't. Yeah, Heimdall her. can't see her. Yeah. No, no, no. Is that there? That's later. No, wait. Oh, that this is, is like, it cuts to, it cuts back to Jane. Jane, yeah. Yeah. So well, it cuts we'll, we'll back catch, to Jane. We'll catch up to Jane in a minute, but that's, that's how. Right. In... It doesn't go not, to yeah, Heimdall that's yet. That's later. Yeah, yeah. Hi, yeah, not yet. Yeah. Hi, yeah. Okay. So he then, just walks away from Sif and then the scene ends. Yeah, walks so yeah, hard cut. Hard gotcha. cut. Okay. The synopsis off of Marvel Wiki is failing me. Uh okay. Yeah. Uh, but well, okay. So he visits Heimdale. No, he doesn't visit Heimdale. He walks away from no. Lady Sif, and that's the end. Yes. <laughs> so Good job. thoughts on scene two. First thing I want to mention is that big rock monster. Yes, is that core? Kind of looks like core. I was gonna say that. Is it the same species? Probably yes. Not probably almost, same species. Because he I, like he, he hits it and it like explodes, like Korg does in Love and Thunder. And I was yep. like, I'm. I was like, is that yep. Korg's like? So, <laughs> my th- my note. I said it's a jacked Korg. Lol. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I have. I just like. I wrote someone Korg. like Korg. Yeah. Yeah. But um, so as a comic book reader getting more into it the the design that they use for this monster is almost verbatim a comic book korg like he's got even got like the the weapon the the pointy head the weapon that he uses so i feel like it was really? almost a comic book nod to like here's korg we're never gonna see him in the mcu because and then taika waititi was like actually we are hold my beer <laughs> which you know i'm all for as a they board. made it more blue. Yes. Board and smaller. Scary. So I feel like it was almost a nod to that. Or maybe they were just like, let's introduce this species here. And then mm. we'll come back and introduce the actual character of Korg. Well, the so. the people they're fighting are a hodgepodge of like different species. They're like raiders. It's just a rebellion, I think. Yeah. Like, well, is it because... Kind of like a Nine Hogan's... Realms version of... Well, no... I feel like it's a rebellion. It says it says in the in the synopsis that they're marauders. Marauders, rag, yeah. A ragtag group of invaders that have been systematically terrorizing the nine realms for the past two years. 
So, so like, yeah, so like Star Lord's crew, kind of like a Ravager. Yeah, kind of like that. But they're just they're attacking Vanheim. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, there were yeah. some great lines in the scene, though. Yeah. Uh, Odin kind of buns as a father. Dude, but Loki is such a punk. Yeah. He really is. He like comes in and he's like, "I did nothing wrong." And it's like, yes, you did. It kind of resembles. Just- it kind of resembles with Thor's uh, at the beginning of Thor, with his ceremony when like he comes in and like Frigga's standing there. It kind of resembles with that. And like I like how Frigga started talking, and then like Odin was like, "Oh, get out of here!" I'm like, "Come on, bruh." You're a uh, knew she could up. sway him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. He was such a I also, like. Go, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Wesley. I, I um. I also like <laughs> when he walked up to the throne, like his feet clanking together <laughs> with the chain. <laughs> that was hilarious. Uh, yeah. Very that is big. such a Tom Hiddleston like. Yeah. Like okay, what would this character do? Oh, he'd be like, like, I don't know. It was just great. Like the heels. The heels, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then. We do get the classic shirtless scene once he comes back. Oh from, gosh, always like, every episode, every movie. Pretty sure all four Thor movies have a shirtless. Oh, uh, that's that's person. not until no. a while. No, that's in this one. Yeah, he comes back after the. It's after the battle. The, the battle. Anaheim, yeah. and he's watching. Oh, okay, the okay, yeah, 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 that, yeah. But uh, because remember how rip Thor is, guys. It's every movie. <laughs> Outside of the Iron Man movies, every superhero movie has a shirtless scene. Ant Man has a shirtless scene. Guardians of the Galaxy. Ant Man does. Shirtless scene. Yeah, yeah, he does. Where? Captain America has a shirtless scene. I don't remember, but I remember seeing Paul Rudd shirtless. Mm. Uh. Oh, was he getting the suit on? Has a shirtless yeah, scene. Probably. Yeah. He, he probably is. Something like that. In the but bathroom, they, maybe. I don't it's know. It's like every superhero movie has a shirtless scene. Every superhero movie, at least the MCU, almost everyone. I can't remember about Song Shang Chi. Yes, yeah, there is. he's he he does a okay. fight. Well, isn't it like a training scene? Yeah, or like training. the fu- no, the fight. Yeah, the fight where he goes in and fights because she makes a comment. The, the or when he's training, when he was training to. Yeah, I don't she know makes a comment fun. about his That's not having a shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. It's it's a staple in MCU movies, and obviously the Hulk is shirtless in every movie he's in. So, <laughs> actually, he was until Smart Hulk Smart Hulk came around. But uh, but yeah, and I've already, uh, I've already said it, but I love this Thor, like just the way he speaks and everything. The, I just think it's so. Mm, the the lines where they're fighting, I feel like they're tapping more into like his humorous side because like he shows up and stuff's like i've got everything under control and he's like is that why everything's on fire and he's just yep. getting like a lot more like sassy thor which you don't see a whole lot in like the first thor he's very like literal and like yep that's what happens when you hang out with tony stark for a week <laughs> um i really like how um we we just see we hear from odin that and Thor's like restoring like the nine realms right out the gate and in his conversation with Loki and kind of they get get into it a little bit Loki and Odin uh, and 
that like he was destined to be the when he shouted at Loki uh, to be on the frozen rock and just to die there and stuff. <laughs> it was like, oh my gosh, come on, Odin. Um, and then we see uh Sif and Thor kind of get into it. That was kind of one thing. That's one one thing. Like another plot hole here. Like we don't really see the love tri- triangle like really happen, but with Sif. Thor and a uh, Jane, like that's kind of not explored, I guess. Um, <laughs> um, but we do see we do see a new Fran drill though behind the scenes. Fact number one, well, not number one. I already did a few, I think, or something. <laughs> uh, uh, one actor replaced an actor that had replaced him. Originally, Zachary Levi was going to play Fandrill and Thor. However, due to the filming of Chuck, he couldn't take a, uh, the part. And was placed by Joshua Dallas. Dallas could not be in Thor: The Dark World because he had commitments to the TV show Once Upon a Time. So the, part of Andrew, so the part of the Fandral uh, was given to Zachary Levi. So, which he is so much better at the part, in my humble opinion. But I like I'm, Zachary Levi. I'm gonna be honest, semi disappointed. Like I think Zachary Levi, off the top of my head, would have been a great Nova. If they had, it still could already, be. No, no, you can't. He's already been in the MCU. They okay, but that like, but he doesn't. Twice. He doesn't look the same though. Like if they didn't make him a blonde, eh. and he's now older, and Maybe. he was barely in this movie, like barely at all. Wesley said that at the beginning. Like he was barely in this movie. <laughs> so in theory, they could recast him as another character, and I feel like I very think- few people would know. Yeah, a lot of I don't well, of course the critics would know, the super marvel fans. The super would know. marvel fans movie like, and podcasts would know. <laughs> we would know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he was and, a good actor though. So and again, they've opened up the multiverse. So in theory, he could play another character that has the same face as I'm just saying they could do that. Yeah. The... Hey, we had it. Oh, you say something. go ahead. No, go ahead. So we we also had another like I was talking about earlier another good transition to a um the Bifrost light to showing the Asgardian castle when they were going back from Vanaheim to Asgard, pretty good transition there. Yes, yes. And uh and now we're I don't know like for some reason I just noticed like we're getting a lot of text now and to say to like see where we are like it says Asgard at the bottom and we're just seeing yeah. all the places mm-hmm. now. Previous movies, of course, they do it in different ways. But now I feel like now we're getting a lot of, I don't know. I'm, no, I no, thought that was you're correct. I'm trying to think of other movies that have done that. I feel like they yeah. haven't really Iron done Man it. 3? Yeah, did Iron Man three do it? We're not really. They um, anything? a little bit. I feel like the, the first like... Thor did, didn't it? A little bit because they were jumping from like Jotunheim to Asgard to Earth. I think they I did like do it a Thor little bit been. in the first Thor. But yeah. not like this. Like this one's every time they like yeah. go somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. And then Unless you're not supposed to know where they're at. Like we get it. Geez. We get it hardcore in uh, Guardians, which is just a year later. <laughs> well, Captain so, America yeah. Winter Soldier does it too. True. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Like a it, like a report thing on the corner. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And then I want to also mention Thor talking to Odin again when he came back. And them just yeah, Odin being happy about the nine realms, and then like literally, like he looks at like 
Sif <laughs> and she wants Odin wants him to get with Sif and like literally like and like where's this coming from yeah <laughs> like it wasn't in Thor at like I mean it's implied that she really likes Thor in yeah Thor, yes yeah but like not like this it's like their warrior brother and sister and then all of a sudden it's like oh I have a crush on him it's like because you can't have him now like what <laughs> And I like the melancholiness, not melancholiness, but like the, his at, not attitude. Well, kind of, but like, as he, as the celebration is going on, I like, really like the music and like, as he's like, just like, oh, I want to be with Jane. But like, I really love that scene with him and then like Volstag and Fandrill and all that. And as he like walks away. Um, and I, I just had a feeling, of course, like here, you get to see a lot more like Asgardian people, of course. Mm-hmm as in the bar but you know we don't there's only a few scenes in this movie that you do but you know i don't know like we like anna like anna said you said earlier you don't get a lot of course and we don't i thought it was interesting that they chose to have it be winter in asgard did you notice that like they all have like on their cloaks and there's like fur lined it's more of the like viking-esque uh making them more viking-like which i thought was interesting because in in thor it's like more i don't know it was like different costuming and then this one there's more like the fur lined capes and they have on layers and i just thought that was a really interesting choice and it was like snowing when he goes out onto the like patio with sif Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know if anyone else caught that i thought that was interesting um one thing i could say about chris hemsworth though and I was going to mention this earlier when you guys were talking to him uh, shirtless, but uh, Chris Hemsworth, Hemsworth's hair is real this time. When making Thor, Hemsworth simply wore a wig over his natural hair. But for, for Thor The Dark World, the actor spent over a year growing his hair out so he wouldn't need to wear a wig again. So That yeah. makes sense because it's a lot darker than it was in Thor, I feel like. Yes. Yes. And more natural. Looking. It looks better. Yeah, he looks good with long hair. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we all right, on? moving on. Jane on the date. Yes, scene three back on Earth. Uh, Jane is in London, uh, and she's out on a date with uh, Richard. Yeah, when, Richard. Uh, she's she's awkward. He's <laughs> shy, I suppose, and their date is quickly interrupted by Dang Darcy. I would uh, like some what i would like some he asked for wine <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> uh yeah uh, uh darcy explains that uh jane's uh equipment has been picking up signals that they haven't seen since new mexico wink yes. wink um, uh they get in a car uh after richard tells uh jane to go after darcy because she is obviously wanting to uh, that is owned by uh, the intern, Ian, uh, and she, he scares the crap out of Jane, which is pretty, probably <laughs> the funniest Ian. part of the movie. Uh, anyway, they end up at a abandoned storage house where they find some kids who have found portals that link the earth or are linking several different worlds together. And uh, Jane is like following the signal. She finds uh, a rock that opens up and like eats her or something like that it's pretty strange ether 
yeah it's the ether yeah the ether ether. uh and uh she's like uh portaled to a uh, another world and then she passes out and she's teleported back to earth uh and she wakes up five hours later and she walks out darcy and ian have called the police and uh they get they try and the the police try and arrest them uh and uh, a policeman touches jane and the it explodes and then thor arrives and like and in there in there yeah she gets pulled into the ether right yeah then we cut to the elven ship awakening and like the pot opening of malekith and then we cut to asgard thor at the bifrost with heimdall and heimdall says oh i can't see her and that's why he goes to earth yeah yeah. which okay if he could have gone to earth at any time was it just because the nine realms were like in chaos that he couldn't go and now they're at peace so now i can go it's because odin didn't want him to go yeah he was respecting the father you literally could go at any time and just say hey i haven't left like abandoned you but like i have this to do like you can just pop in and say that and then go back Thor's also not the greatest with the relationships (laughs) thor's not (laughs) i mean do you see who he has as a father Hmm. yeah thor shows up brings rain uh that's hitting everywhere except where jane is which i don't understand it's not explained yeah uh she got a thunder got a well is it is it the ether protecting her exactly that's what is that what it's yeah yeah i know but like he's i don't know because i remember when i first watched it i thought it was like there's a portal around her you know like how like the birds later like go through the thing and then they Mm -hmm. come back out like that's what i thought it was but then in hindsight i think it's the ether just protecting jane like it's not getting her back no, because she's by Darcy at first and there's no rain and then she runs to Thor. Yeah, is it Thor not wanting to get Jane wet? But I don't think Thor can control the Thor... rain. He stops the rain. Oh, uh, yeah. When he leaves? Or... No, she goes. Is well, this yeah. Rain? And then he goes. He just stops. Oh, it. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he brings the rain. He's the one bringing the rain. When he shows up, the rain comes. Oh. That's what I'm saying. Like, is it Thor? I don't know. Exactly. I thought it was they either. Never explain it. They don't explain it at all. Uh, okay. And then, yep. Uh, we covered that. We covered that. Foster, uh, Jane slaps Thor in the face, uh, making sure it's him. And then again, for taking two years to come and visit her. Uh, he was, she, uh, Thor apologizes, uh, and she quickly forgives him. And then he takes her to Asgard, protecting her from the police, but also, because of the ether and yeah we'll yeah. stop there that's scene three. So yeah i love jane's date um i feel like richard should be the underrated character here i was I don't gonna know. say richard or ian because ian's kind of underutilized too and he's funny i like richard better I, I when i was younger i liked ian better but i think i think poor richard uh poor richard. with his luck uh with uh, his girlfriends um but yeah I, I just like Richard. I agree better. with you, Wesley. I like Richard. And then later, yeah. like later in the sh- in the movie, yeah. when he's like talking to her, and you're like, oh, yes. dude. Yes. You kind of get yeah, the. He's trying it so button. hard. Yeah, I he he just struck me away as that guy for this movie. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then we also we hear that Eric went kind of um, banana, banana balls. Yeah, well, banana balls. I think- 
I think the banana balls is talking about when he was taken by Loki because when I, originally when I watched it this last time, I thought they were talking about him going naked and running around Stonehenge. Yeah, but they don't yeah, know yet. But, but they don't know about that yet. So yeah. I believe it's in reference to the events of yes. the New <laughs> My York. My friend Eric went banana balls. <laughs> um, we also cut to a a uh, news report um, from Stonehenge. Yep. And I have a behind the scenes fact about that where was, Eric was, is uh, running. Stellan Skarsgård actually naked and running around. And um, that's well, footage of it. Is I don't that have. I don't have anything about that, but a uh, filming on this was actually at Stonehenge. So oh, really, actually, they let them do yeah. that. So, so filming at Stone Stonehenge proved tricky. If you get a chance to shoot at Stone Stonehenge for a film like Thor: The Dark World, it makes makes sense to do so. However, that doesn't mean it's easy. Stonehenge is a protected site, and a lot of rules had to be adhered to. In addition, uh, to being able to touch the stones, they could only shoot around the stones. Well, they couldn't touch; they were unable to touch the stones. Mm -hmm. They could only shoot around the stones during non-visiting hours. They had to shoot. For three hours in the morning before the space it would be open to visitors so they only had like three Dang. hours to shoot so of course it was like two scenes or what i don't know like two and it was like, like repeat footage too because it was like the newscast yeah. right like yeah 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 so wow. yeah because they only used the the one scene with him running around the the rocks with like his him gear. getting escorted into the police car yeah. Can you imagine how cold he must have been at Stonehenge in England <laughs> with nothing but like wearing underwear? Yeah, like but you underwear. still would be freezing. No, I mean it would be cold. It's yeah. damp and and cold. Like even if they filmed in the summer, it still doesn't get very warm on the coast. <laughs> yeah. That That's would be horrible. Though. I didn't realize they actually filmed because uh, like Stonehenge would be easy enough to you know fake right like you just yeah it would be pretty sure. easy like and especially since they don't give you like the full picture of the you know the the, the monuments and everything it's just like now i'm curious there. if the if the doctor who episode at stonehenge was filmed there highly doubt <laughs> it was a night shot they could they maybe maybe highly doubtful though because it's a smaller production and uh, yeah. but it is also British British yeah so who knows uh something that I noticed like well two things three things actually one still hate Darcy two right. I hate her a lot more in this one yeah she's oh weird. my she's gosh really, so she's I'm a, the only one I'm the only one now okay no I like her in yeah, Thor I think she's hilarious in Thor because she's what all of us would be if an alien showed up on earth right like we would all be freaking out in this one, she's just obnoxious. Yeah, she's they, really they, rude to Ian. They take what worked. Me. They take what worked in Thor for most people. <laughs> Bumped it up to eleven and made her obnoxious. Like I did like the line though, where he throws the keys and they don't show up, and she goes, "Were those the car keys?" I like. <laughs> I just love the delivery of that line. I think it's hilarious. There are but, parts. But for the majority of the movie, I'm like, oh, she's still here, which makes me very glad that the majority of it takes place outside in of Asgard. Yeah, she Two was things. good I, in um 
in the scene where she shows up at the date though i thought that was fine it's like that that was fine because no. you have to get jane out of the date but like the rest of the movie was i was not a fan no she was the most irritating at the date in my opinion like who just shows up no to a way date? Who just shows Dude, up? Dude, it's her. It's her friend. She was and trying she's concerned. to wonder. Yeah. yeah, she was wondering where she was. She was and like, "Why aren't you at the house or whatever?" You're always know. at the house in your pajamas, yeah. and you yeah. like wearing yeah. big girl clothes. <laughs> like, Still, how pretty. I thought that was funny. Yeah, yeah. I like a little bit of realism in my Marvel movies, and Darcy's not realistic at all. There's no one on Earth who is Darcy level confident but also if she was she'd be super annoying exactly no one would want to be around her but in like a movie like this i think she adds some levity like i will still defend her because i still like her and then they they utilize her later in like wandavision and stuff and she she wasn't terrible matures because she's matured and she's gone to school for what she's been exposed to in thor you know like yeah. I don't know. They developed her character, but yeah, no, she's she's great in WandaVision because she has barely in it. But anyway, uh the CGI of the cavern where Jane's teleported to, where the <laughs> ether is, I definitely obviously like that scene understand, was like I understand like you're obviously not gonna film in these places, but make it look as real as possible. Like you can tell the like when they like are on Jane, the outline mm-hmm. you can, the lighting was just not. The lighting was off. It was rough. It was rough. And also, the ether, like when she opens it, how does it just randomly start up the the dark elf ship? Like, how does it just like, as soon as it's out, it's like, yeah, it's there and here comes Malekith. Like, they never explain that. Like, is, is it connected? It, is, yeah, I was going to say, is it connected to them? But they must they never explain. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, they that's. Don't. They don't you, explain you that. Yeah. It, that's a big thing too. They should have exactly. explained that. Like with the Chitari, it was kind of connected because that was the ship, and they like yeah they blew that up, and so but, everything powered off. So like you yeah, know, they blew the ship up. That's yeah. but like <laughs> how 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 are the dark elves connected to the ether? Like obviously they're using it, but if they're connected to it, couldn't they just like feel where it is and go get it? Like well, they they do they- right. They like they like went into hiding. They took the ether, they went into hiding because there was only like a few of them left, right? At the beginning, that, yes. that's what they say. It is connected to Malekith in some way because Thor says later, he knows it's at Asgard, he can sense it. So we move Jane, we move Malekith away from Asgard. Yes, but like... Is it part of their it's like never being? It's, never it's not explained. It's not explained. Which is what's weird. I, I assume it's part of like kind of part of their makeup because they can they can absorb it and not die we're yes. like it's in jane it's killing her yes Which also they should have used that in thor of the dark world that that's why she has cancer but anyway moving on you mean thor love and thunder yeah it could it could have it been a side effect uh, there's just too much left up to assumption like still yeah yeah for for my liking and but yeah she literally had an infinity stone in her. Kind of, yeah. So. And we see later in like Guardians, you're connected to an infinity stone. You're going to die unless you're part celestial as Peter Quill is. So it's like, yeah, which is why, which is why she does. I, I assume that's why she does die. Jane. Yeah. Yeah. Because she was connected to it. Yep. Yeah. Okay. 
So we get to Asgard for like the third time or something. Uh, but Heimdall greets them. And uh, very quickly, we flash back to Malekith and the his right-hand man, Algrim, apparently is his name. I read yeah. They never say it. No, they never no Malekith say it. does in the Dark Elf speech, if you read the subtitles. Which is yeah, why you miss does. it. Because yep, is why you miss it. You yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but they're looking over the battles of the la- the the ruins of the first battle and uh he says they're going to suffer as we have suffered the asgardians are so back on asgard jane foster is taken to the healing chambers so they can learn what's wrong with her they find the ether in her body but they're not exactly sure what it is um when a physician tries to remove it uh the the ether protects her again and, like blows up and uh jane falls back odin is irritated that uh thor brought a human into asgard which he's such a okay this makes no sense because the whole reason he sent thor to earth was for him to learn to care for people right yeah and now he He grows to care about the humans and now all of a sudden owns like we don't care about the humans they're beneath us it's like what yeah yep odin then is uh well no i guess it didn't it didn't blow up did it the ether no it hasn't blown up yet because odin walks in he yells at thor for bringing the human back and then someone touches jane the ether explodes and odin's like oh crap it's the ether and now i automatically care because it's an infinity stone and we're gonna anyway uh he's irritating in this entire movie uh he still doesn't care about jane yeah he just cares uh, that the ether is now in asgard yeah he takes uh Jane and Thor to like the library and he tells them the story of the dark elves and his cool library though. Cool library. Very cool, cool library, library. Very, cool. very cool book where it's animated. Uh, didn't they have one in the first Thor? Something like that? With the um well they come back to this room, I think, in the third Thor, if I'm not okay. Mistaken. Maybe I'm I'm thinking about Moana with the uh animated <laughs> tapestry things. <laughs> anyway, uh uh Friga visits Loki in the uh in the jail with the like astral projection thingy, which isn't really an astral projection, but kind of like what Thor uh, Loki uses in Thor Ragnarok. This uh, and they this have a conversation, scene. and then Thor and Jane have a conversation, and that's where we'll stop. The scene. Oh, wait, has the have the elves entered? That one elf entered in this um, part already? Not yet. No. Well, yet? they did. They they talked in the they talked in the well, no, uh, no, uh, room, uh, uh, in the uh, library. Then they cut to the Elven space station, um, and like Malakith is notes. talking about yeah, Malakith is talking about the worlds have a line, almost a line. And is he that tells yet? or I thought that, that happened he, between no. Loki's conversation with Frigga and I, I, I have so so a um, we have the library scene, and then it cut to the Elven space station. Malakith tells Elgrim that <clears throat> he will be the last cursed. And they plot stabs to him. take like yeah, stabs him. Well, to open up his body to shove that yeah. orange I know. tool in. Yeah, that thing. And yeah, they never explain. They then... do at the beginning. No, they do in the in the prologue. It's like uh, they, it, they said it it's something. They... It's something they they okay. mention it that it gives them the strength. Yes. Yes. To... Okay, so yep. they do explain that. They do in the pro. Yeah, yeah they do explain that again. And um, then we. Then we cut to the Bifrost. Some warriors are coming through the gate. <clears throat> the the cursed is, which is Algrim, is coming through. He's disguised um, as a prisoner. And then um, we see uh, the conversation with 
like, well, it goes to Frigga and Loki and then back to Jane and Thor and they walk along and have that little like flirtatious moment where they kiss and all that and then back to Loki and again. And that's when the next scene happens with the prison breakout. So because I think it shows them going into prison while while Frigga's talking to Loki. Yes, yes, no, yes. No, well, no, Loki, no, no, no. No, because Loki walks by. They haven't gone to the prison yet because Loki is in the jail by himself and goes, my father continues to bring me friends in the prison or something like that he has his little shakespeare oh. well i was asking because in my notes i have the the there's a random line with um Volstig and fandrill when they're bringing the prisoners in and like if you didn't have the subtitles on you'd miss it because there's like this big thematic like music playing like mm-hmm. suspenseful and Voldrick goes acting as caretakers to these scoundrels is beneath us and fandrill goes oh please if they were beneath you my rotund friend they would all be dead and it's so funny because it just it just it plays into their character. So hey, I just fat shaming. You don't do that. It was funny though. He's like, no, if it they is beneath you. You they'd all be dead. And like just just the camaraderie there. They kind of mm-hmm. play into that a little bit, and I love that. Yeah. Anyways, the Warriors three were a lot of these characters in these Thor movies are underutilized. Underutilized, like they were utilized more in Thor because they show yeah, up but... and they're like, we'll protect you, Thor. And then this one, they're just like. One thing about sorry you no, no that's it. okay okay one thing they talk about the convergence like way too much like they don't need to explain it over and over again like I don't know and it still doesn't make sense I feel like it yeah it should just be like brought up like just like a few times throughout the movie not like every other scene you know did Thor know. talk about Indeed. it in Thor when he's explaining um, the nine realms to Jane does he say something about the convergence I feel like. Mm-hmm. I maybe know. i don't think so i don't think okay. so yeah i couldn't remember but another um, th- one thing i think we talked about it in the first store uh episode but heimdall's armor is still rough i think it's some of the worst looking armor in this movie and in the mcu in general his sword's Bro, dope, I, I like I like his helmet. Sorry, man. I, I think the, the design is cool, but it just you can tell that I don't know. I just don't it's, like it. It's it's very gold, which I think throws the realism off. It's so shiny and so golden. Because be like that. normal armor is not that shiny. It could be that. But also the CGI in the Bifrost Dome in this one is tough. In the first one, it's not that bad. And later in the third, it's not that bad. But in this one, there's something about it that just threw me for a loop. Well, maybe because they don't spend a whole lot of time in the Bifrost Chamber in this one either. They didn't maybe put as much effort into it. Yeah. Yeah. Might be that too. Because I really don't. There's like two scenes in the Bifrost Chamber. Yeah. Yeah. I did like the conversation between... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I was going to say the same thing. You you talk okay. about it. Yeah. Um, the conversation between Frigga and Loki, because I think it, yeah. it it builds that relationship. Um, Because Frigga is the reason Loki knows all these tricks and stuff. Like, she's the one yep. who taught him. It, it's very Jacob and Esau in, like, the family <laughs> favorites. It's that, I literally, every time I watch this, I think that. Because, like, Frigga has her favorite, and it's Loki. And Odin has his favorite, and it's Thor. And... That's why I think there's a lot of enmity between Thor mm-hmm. and Loki. Almost, it's like 
you were mother's favorite and I was father's and let's not even talk about Hella, bro. No, (laughs) Hella doesn't exist. Not yet. We're going to pretend that she's not there, but, um, I did like the conversation. I liked the line where she says a true king admits his faults, which is something Loki cannot do. Thor's learned to, but Loki can't. Yeah. Your father, he's not my father. Then I'm not your mother. That's so rough, dude. And dude, that's the last thing he says to her. Yep. And then she dies. And I'm like, oh, and he's the reason she does die. Because he tells the monster thing where to go. You might want to try the door to your left. Yeah. Like, oof. I wrote that. Like, Loki got mom killed. Ouch. Dang, bro. <laughs> yeah. Like, and and an expl- like, I think that they, they developed that really well. Like, their dynamic. So when Thor shows up later and he's like an absolute wreck. Like, you know why. There's no yeah. question about why he's so upset. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So we go on to the fight. Yep. Uh, let me see. break out the prison breakout. Cause my thing, uh, it probably just it has jumps like a lot. Yeah. yeah it have, does. No, no. My, my outline has all the, the Malekith with the curse. Yeah. Uh, here. Okay. So yeah. a battle takes place. Uh, which the palace is breached and heavenly damage. <clears throat> the they're breaking out of the uh, dungeon. The the dungeon, yeah. Thank you. And uh, oh my god, the ships the ships are coming in. Yes, the ship blows up the palace, and all the villains are coming out, or all the 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 people in the dungeon are being broken out. Except Loki. Loki doesn't get broken out. Uh, Loki then tells him to uh, curse to take the stairs to the left to go. Uh, uh, golly, uh, to 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 go to Frigga's and then Frigga. Odin, Odin Frigga, yeah. Well, the the shield generator too. He did that also. So yes, yes. There's a lot that happens. See, here. that's confusing because so he goes up the stairs, right? Yeah. And then turns off the shields. Yeah. But then it cuts to Malekith going into the room with Frigga. I thought that was the cursed at first. And then he starts talking. I'm like, oh, that's Malekith. Like, they look very similar and they don't, they, they're not distinctive enough to be like, oh. Yeah. So that we also really- see, so we also see now Malekith is on a, um, in the palace because they came um, in Heimdall. His, his ship that crashed into the. Yes. And yeah. Okay. So yeah, now we see Malekith in there. Yep. And well, we could just go out and say it. Uh Frigga bites the dust, unfortunately. Yep. And, uh, oh well, Frigga first uh she's like projecting a fake James. Yes. Yes. I and... love that scene where she goes, do exactly what I tell you. And she goes, Yes, ma'am. I I loved that. That was great. Anyways. Yes. Uh and Malekith then well no curse technically kills Frigga because Jane's fake and uh Malekith is ticked then Thor comes in lights up Malekith's face Malekith retreats like the little coward of a bug he is uh and Thor chases after him a little bit throws the hammer they escape um 
and Odin is sad. The, the lame the death, death of Frigga. The death was lame. Like it would have been more powerful if they did something like what they do with Loki later, where like she talks to him and tries to get him to like forgive yeah. Loki or something. There's none of that. She just but dies. There was, there, there was yes, but there's also if if she did that, then Loki's later would be. I know, but like, impactful. could they not have done something where she talks to Odin or she talks to Thor or something? Because like, unless it penetrated deep enough to like instantly kill her, but like, it wasn't even like in the heart. It was it was like in her stomach? It didn't make sense the way she died at all that That's, quickly. I I will say that I think her death is something that like one it was like what you're saying it was it was weird two i don't believe that friga couldn't have gotten out of it like she's a freaking witch she could have easily though it was the curse holding her which they they mentioned that it it's the downfall of asgardians they can't defeat him you you can't defeat him but like I don't know. I I still think Frigga could have gotten out of it, not not defeat him, but she could have gotten out of it somehow. Like why did she need phase to die? through? Like like Loki. Remember in Age of uh, Avengers how he just like phases through Thor, like Thor phases uh-huh. through him. She could have done that, and the arm. I don't know. Uh, why why did she have to die? She didn't. It doesn't to. further any plot thing at all, at all, except no. to like bond Loki and Thor later, like. She didn't need to die. No, I'm, I don't know, man. Uh, but I will say the way Thor runs in and just like you hear the yell and he like lights the face of Malekith up. I think that's pretty cool. And it makes Malekith look even doper. It does. Down <laughs> the road, like kind of too. Yeah. It, uh, All the elves, though, the elf army. Very lame. They look like hobgoblins. Like, like. There's little like the little green like hobgoblins and fantasy stuff that's what they look yeah. like and they're it, it almost looks like the is it the scream mask yes scream or like an old hockey goalie mask like that's yeah. what it looks like they're they're so poorly designed in my opinion i think malekith looks dope and so does curse but the braids the rest of them look kind of dumb Wesley have something to say. Sorry, he keeps looking like he's getting ready to say something. We keep it. Correction. Uh, okay, sorry. Um, I was eating there for a second. Oh my gosh, I'm eating. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I liked. I did like the music in that scene with Frigga dying. I did like that. That's one thing mm-hmm. I did like. The music um, we didn't talk about at the beginning. The music throughout this whole movie is very dope. It's very utilizing good utilizing the uh, first Thor theme that was written by not Brian Tyler. Behind the scenes fact here, number I don't know how many. Um, so Patrick Doyle, who composed the score of Thor, yep. uh, was in talks to return for Thor of the Dark World, but instead they hired Carter Burwell. Burwell, an accomplished composer, is best known for scoring most of the Coen Brothers movies. However, about a month in, Burwell left the project on the creative differences front. I hate when. Sorry, I people leave because of creative difference. It means you didn't get your way, so you're mad and you're leaving. Yeah, I was gonna like, say you on. just can't get along with everybody else. It just bugs <laughs> me that they can't 
like keep their word and finish a project and then be like, it's not my best work because I didn't get to do what I wanted to do, but I finished but it. Also, you know? we don't know like what was going on. Like, there was so much people, going on. People, people can be, it seems like there was a lot of people that were difficult in this project, maybe. Yeah. Which, um, which shows, mm-hmm. I think. And Alan, Alan Taylor said it himself. Um, I, I don't know where the quote is. I have a quote from him. Uh, I have somewhere. Uh, yeah, Taylor had a bad time working on it. One person who isn't really a fan of the Dark World, it's the director. Taylor said he was unhappy with the final film and blamed Marvel for messing it up in mm-hmm. pro- post-production. Later, he would call directing the film partially, uh, particularly wrenching and said it made him consider giving up directing. So, oh my god see, see so yes. there was something going on with marvel in this movie that like they were being very difficult sounds like i feel like unfortunately it was just this one movie and maybe age of ultron too because that one's not i don't mind that one i don't but mind I, it either i feel like mark i don't mind it but i feel like there's some stuff that's just but i feel like to my point marvel kind of got full of themselves in this and maybe kevin feige to a point they were like we've done all this that we're now going to take over and these next few movies captain america winter soldier aside suffer from it and then they kind of learn their lesson and be like we'll give a bit more of the creative liberty back to the director back to the guys who have made it what it is and i feel like they then because with ant-man and that they start going to people who love the comics you Mm -hmm. notice like they love the comics, so they're going to stay true to the the comic the while delivering a good movie. And so it kind of relieves a bit of the uh, micromanagement of Marvel to a point, if that makes sense. Because from what you're saying with this movie, it makes a lot of sense why it was so maj paj. Rough, rough. Mess. It's almost like they hit that high with Avengers because it was so good. Mm-hmm. Like you said, they got that high. And then Iron Man 3, Thor the Dark World. Is there another one in there? Oh, Winter guess, Soldier, um, Age of Ultron. Winter Soldier was great, though. No, Age of Ultron's at the end of Phase 2. Was was Star... Not the uh, end, but... Guardians in the middle. Of the space? It, in the middle, yeah. So after Iron Man Not 3, Thor Dark World, and Winter Soldier, then Age of Ultron. Yeah. And, and they kind of they, one thing up. about it, they kind of had to start explaining these oh, infinity stones. They had to start explaining yeah. more infinity stones. So that's a. I wonder if they're starting element. to. Yeah, that's I'm wondering. Element they needed to. <laughs> sorry, sorry. You no, let, let Wesley finish. No, let Wesley yeah, finish. finish that's, your finish. That's that's a plot element they needed to start producing out of these movies. Yeah. So and it I was probably. That's what I was going to say. I wonder if they were trying to figure out the storyline. Like they had an idea where they were going and they were trying to figure it out. And that's, and these movies suffered because they hadn't quite figured out where they were going with it yet. Well, think about it. Or they so did. Tesseract, and the directors- Tesseract shows up in Thor, then Avengers. Then we get the ether, which what, is still well, the very tes- confusing about the what. Tesseract shows up in a uh, well, Captain, Captain America, America too. So. too so. <laughs> but and then we and get, they don't say that's an infinity stone, do they? No, not yet. They don't explain. They do the well, they, do they the kind of, they, well, they, well, yes. This movie, the ether, the ether. in this movie, they do. No, they talk about the Tesseract at the end of, because we'll get to it, the tag scene. Yeah, yes. this tag scene in this movie. 
is what I'm talking about. It yes. talks about the ether and the tesseract as infinity stones. Uh, yeah, but before that, it's just the tesseract. It's not an infinity stone, is it? Or is it believe, in Captain America? But, I don't believe they but, talked about it being an infinity, infinity stone. Not in those words. Words, yeah. But they have the tesseract and Loki's staff, which is the uh, other one. The, but the, but we don't we don't know it yet. Yeah, and, we don't we don't know that yet. Either, and then so, it gets yeah. what I'm saying is it. So the tesseract is expounded on in Captain America and Avengers. Then the ether is the main one in this one. We get yes. the staff in Age of Ultron. Guardians staff. gets the power stone, <clears throat> and then the soul stone isn't even talked about until Infinity War. No, um, they never I mentioned think, the soul they stone. Never until... mentioned the soul stone. Well, yeah, and that's and the for time good stone reason. is in Doctor. That's Strange. a good, yeah. But so, like, each one gets a movie, but the staff's really explained in uh, Ultron because they yeah, use it to make vision. Said, yeah. yeah, okay. But I feel like the the mind stone. That's the mind stone. Mind stone. Yeah. Would make more sense if it was a soul. Anyways. Why? The, it, it creates, well, it creates it a can... soul. It creates a life. It doesn't create the life. The it, it gives them the it consciousness. Can, the consciousness. Okay. What gives it life is when Thor comes in and powers it up, I guess, and the vibranium and everything. But anyway, now that that tangents out anyway, of the way. I, so I wait, I could might, might affect the movie as well. And Wesley, continue. Go ahead. I I could start. There's just I know the synopsis is kind of iffy, so I could explain some stuff going forward a little yes, bit please do. Uh, in, until until up. until heimdall meets with thor where it like yeah with the round table and all that um so continuing on we cut to eric explaining the convergence again we get it explained again he has a heart he has a chalkboard well, and sorry but he explains it a lot more clearly don't yeah we, he does he does don't don't we get the funeral before that well yes we get a funeral okay of yeah, I thought we kind of get... a little kind of hold on. About that a I want to rewind real fast. Why didn't the curse let Loki out? That scene confused because... me. He like, walks up, he looks at him, Loki looks at him, and he's just like, nah, man. And he walks away. I feel like he knows. Well, no, it doesn't make sense because it doesn't make sense. He like walks, he's letting everyone else out. He walks up to Loki, he looks at him, and he's like, no, man. And he walks away. And then Loki, Loki tells was him where to go. Loki kind of was like smiling or something. I don't even know. <laughs> also, before we the throne maybe the... battle after the ship blasts through, it was so bad. Yeah, it was so bad. I still don't feel like I understand Asgard. I don't understand it. I'm like, Not you even... say you're this great warrior yeah. nation, and then you get breached twice in two movies. You you can't beat these guys. You I'm you not even. Kinda... I'm not even. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about the way it looked. In the, oh, we have we the see choreography the, of it was we garbage. see about the bombs or whatever that implode yep. the people you know we see that yeah, yeah. I thought we those were to cool that we need to we need to see we need to mention that so yeah the bombs were cool everything else was awful the lasers looked bad the way they were dying was bad to me it looked bad and I know I said I love the movie I guess I really just love Thor in it I think he looks the best he was he's ever looked in this movie. The way he like leaps and the lightning and everything that looks cool. Everything else. I did like the scenes of the ships flying around the palace. The ships were cool. Like Asgard's the 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 CGI of Asgard itself, I thought looked really cool. It it didn't feel CGI, like you know it is, but like it didn't feel (laughs) that. Inside the building, like you said, was a little 
less stellar. Yeah, the, but the like whole fight the prison the and the Asgardians and the elves was awful. The prisons looked cool. The prison break was cool. The yeah. fight in the prison was cool. The throne room was garbage. Hot garbage. Excuse. I'm sorry. I know maybe <laughs> there are three people who really, really love this movie. And I'm sorry if you're listening to it, but <laughs> that throne room fight was it i was close to laughing i really was i was like this is bad the slow-mos yes so for there's movie, some slow-mos for a movie that has some great fights this was just not it man. i thought i thought uh friga and um malekith's fight was cool i think i think because it was one-on-one like this whole mm. it was just i don't know man. but also yeah. then it makes her death super lame because you're fighting him like kicking his butt and then you just get stabbed, and it's like, yeah. okay. Well, she was kicking Malekith's butt. It was the curse that killed her. Yeah, yeah, but still, I'm just like, and like, yes, would she have let herself get caught that easily? Like, true. Like we said, already kind of explained. Yeah. We we did explain this already. So yeah, yeah. I'm just to the <laughs> yeah, point. So, yeah. <laughs> um. So Friga has a. We have a funeral for Friga. Yes, we and do. And the rest of the funeral. Yes, and yeah, everyone's there. Um. And then we uh, see, um, oh, we we hear, we see a guard informing Loka, Loka, Loki, that uh, <laughs> that Frigga is dead. Um, and then we cut to a um, London to Eric explaining the convergence again. He has a trackboard, and well, not again. He's explaining the convergence now, and he's just doing like a lecture type of a uh, talk, I guess. Yep. And he's doing it in a retirement home. So, uh, well, yeah. isn't it a psych ward? Or it's not? A a, ward. It's a side ward, not psych ward. Yeah, yeah. not retirement. Psych Sorry, ward, yeah. in the in a thing in the thingy. For a the thingy. lot of old people. Yeah. And he steals Stanley's shoe. So that's our cameo. Um, can yeah, I can get I have my shoe back? Shoe back. Can I get yeah. My shoe back? <laughs> Great line. Uh, Here we go, yeah. Stanley. Then we cut to Asgard back again. A, um, the huge elven ship is invisible, hovering above Asgard. A um, Malekith tells Curse to heal, um, and we see Jane alone, and she gets a vision of Asgard in destruction. I have a question. And about that. that's kind of the reality stone of it all. Find this this one instance. I feel like like that's kind the of, one. Yeah, the one instance where we're like, oh, it's foreshadowing and foreshadowing the fall of Asgard too. Not yeah. here. Yeah. Is it so? Is it is it is it Malik? Like, what will happen if Malekith gets? the ether or I is think, it ragnarok I, I think it's ragnarok because okay. i think they there's i don't know where it is but i think in a later movie i don't know if it's i don't think it's ragnarok is I, don't, it thor? I don't know where it is, is this with thor sees it in um ultron maybe yes. scarlet witch yes. gets in yes. his head and that's yeah. Where yeah yeah okay yeah but yeah it was i was i wrote that down i was like so is she seen ragnarok or like what will happen if the like reality if malekith gets but then that doesn't happen so it makes more sense if it's ragnarok yeah so then some guards take jane away and then we cut to odin and we see that a fandrel is telling odin that they're defenseless (laughs) and (laughs) somehow with no shield i guess um thor's mad at odin yeah (laughs) and you're great and powerful but how many times do you get invaded? Yeah. Anyways. And then, yeah, a, Thor's mad at Odin. A, a Thor tries to convince Odin that it'll take Jane and draw away the elves. 
but Odin doesn't want to stand. Uh, but Odin wants to stand ground and fight in uh, in uh, Asgard. And then we cut to Loden. Loden? Oh my gosh. Words. <laughs> London. Then we cut to London and we see Darcy's trying to contact Eric, Jane, Shield, and Ian is watching on the TV. We need to see another TV report of a Eric naked again. And they're like, oh, we found Eric. And then, yeah. And then we cut to a Heimdall meeting with Thor. And that's kind of where we could stop, I guess. I don't yep. know. That's, with the, that's uh, the big thing. Yeah. yeah. So one thing I want to say, uh, we are just exactly at the middle part of the movie. Uh, middle part is the timestamp 57 minutes and 41 seconds where Heimdall saying, what is it that you require of me? Just and you know. this point is when I kept checking my phone to see if I was almost done with it. Because I was like, this is ridiculous. I, I will say that. I like I watched the first half up until the invasion of Asgard by the elves. Um, and then I had to stop for some reason. And so yesterday I started at that point and I checked my phone four or five times. Like, am I almost done with this movie? It's interesting because when I was younger, I thought it was, it was weird. I had a weird time with it because I thought it was really short sometimes. And then sometimes I thought it was really long. It was so weird. It's only an hour and 52 minutes, but I. It felt so much longer than that. Yeah. Um, I will say. It it felt that long because I was so tired. (laughs) It was like 11 o'clock at night and I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) But I didn't, I didn't really keep checking the time. Like. I paused it there to get Oreos, but uh, <laughs> that's why I was like, oh, that's like, that's pretty close to the middle of it. And so I was like checking it to make sure that, but, but um, yeah. You've said it but already, Andrew, but Odin is a giant pain in the butt. Yeah. And he's kind of a fellow antagonist in this movie, because if he didn't push Thor to take Jane, like if he hadn't arrested Jane, Thor probably wouldn't leave Asgard. So, like, he's, like, a fellow antagonist in this film, which I thought was interesting. He, yeah, he's, he's Odin, man. What I have is, I'm not a fan of Odin. Like, Anthony Hopkins does a great job, like, stellar performance, but he's just irritating as heck. It's almost like a 180 from what he was in Thor. Like in one in in Thor, he was a jerk, but because he wanted, he knew Thor could be better. And in this one, he's just like a jerk to be a jerk. Yeah, I wonder I don't know, thoughts because okay, so semi rabbit trail. So at the end, we see that Odin is Loki, right? No. <laughs> Spoiler! Again, if you haven't watched the movie, <laughs> turn off the podcast. <laughs> but we see that, okay? I love that part. Though. I, I'll talk about it at the end, but I love that. Yeah, part. yeah. Okay. I love that part, too. Okay, we see that, right? What if throughout this entire movie, Loki is... At, no, what if throughout this entire movie, Loki's actually Odin? Or Odin's actually Loki? Because he dies... We never see how he gets out, right? It's the guard. What do you mean? No, but like, how did it's he? It's literally the how guard. Did how did he die? Oh, and then come back. Like, how it did was that an work? illusion. I mean. It was an illusion. It thing. was an illusion. Yeah. Okay. Because he well, was the guard. But we've seen that when he, when you touch an illusion, you disappear. So how yeah. did he not disappear when he got caught? So obviously he's found out 
how to either cast illusions to where you could do that, or he's not actually there the entire time and he's actually back in Asgard. But no, because Odin sits, this is something I remember seeing on like Pinterest or something when I was younger. Odin sits very straight on the throne, right? He sits with his back erect. He's not slouching on either side. When Thor comes to Odin at the end, he's sitting the way Loki always sits, kind of Mm -hmm. with one arm, like reclined. So I don't think so. I think it's Odin. And I think at some, when, when Loki comes as the guard kind of to, to gauge Odin's reaction about Loki's dead, I think that's when he kind of takes over and kicks Odin to earth. No, I think so too, but I'm just saying. It's a, it's a theory, but I don't. Because Thor has been going back and forth from, you know, saving the nine realms, putting them back in order. Like, why would he not just like yeah um, men and take but over. it's I mean, literally the it's family. literally the magic the the you can see the magic from when they the one shot of the guard as it pans over to the guard you can see the magic magic yeah and then I as he goes back i so. i know but i'm just throwing that out there you know take it as you will i literally confirmed say? it so i don't know <laughs> I don't know. Gonna say something. They did confirm it, so <laughs> it, it's I'm hard sure. to know what is real, what isn't in the Thor movies because there's so much manipulation going on with every character except Thor. Except Thor, yeah. Like, like Odin manipulates, Loki manipulates. Honestly, even like Heimdall, kind of to some degree, manipulates the situations. And so you're like, okay, what's real? What's not? What's an illusion? What's not? It. We're we all suck as a family like (laughs) um so i don't think you really do know exactly but odin is a giant pain in the butt no wesley's right like it's probably not but maybe maybe loki's kind of like playing mind games with odin oh i i don't doubt it he plays my name not not even like that but like well yeah with thor controlling him not controlling him but like manipulating the situation to get what he wants opening like Odin to suggestion. I don't know. Maybe he's like in his head, like he was with Salvig. Except yeah. wasn't the whole reason he was in his head was the staff, which he doesn't have anymore. No, but Loki. I'm just Loki, Loki is a powerful. master manipulator. Like he's the God of tricks, right? Like he knows how to play people. So he could have been messing with, I mean, he kind of, at the very beginning, right, where he's on trial, he kind of plants the doubt in Odin's head, like, you would give that, like, that giant oaf the throne, right? Yeah. So you wonder if at that point is when he plants that doubt, is he really ready to be on the throne? Is he is he good enough to be king? And that's kind of where all this is coming from, is he's he's worried Thor isn't going to be a good king or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Anyways, I don't have any more notes, so someone else talk. <laughs> I feel like we should move on. Yes, probably. let's move on to <laughs> the, uh, the um, escape plan. I'm, yes, the escape plan. Do you so, have anything about that? or? Uh, I mean, yeah, they they meet. Uh, Thor yes. meets up with, we talked about it, Heimdall at the, yes. at the end of that. And then we get a nice, like, montage between what's happening to them talking about it very this is my favorite part of the whole movie yeah after this i don't care like i just love the escape plan like that's my favorite part of the whole movie 
course talking about their plan to go get like Jane and Loki and him to the home world of the dark elves, which I'm not even going to try and say, because I don't think they ever say it. They just pop it up on the, uh, the old word. So here. yeah, they, yeah, no, they do. They do. Well, they don't say it, but they yeah. like, like, like they give you the screen. name, but they don't yeah. tell you how to say it. So I'm not going to try. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's like, I was just about to try and say it, but uh, yeah, so <laughs> he, he, he recruits the help of uh, the warriors too, I guess now Fandral and Volstagg and lady Sif lady Sif's job is to pull Jane out from her captivity. Uh, Volstagg's job is to protect them while they're climbing onto the dark elf's ship. Heimdall's job is to distract the all father and uh, Fandral's job is to, pull up the boat skiff thing for them to yeah. jump out of the dark elf ship to get them to Loki's secret escape plan off of uh Asgard. And so yes. over the them discussing about the plan, we see them actually executing the plan. So many and, great lines. Oh my gosh. And they get out of Asgard via Loki's secret trap door thing. Which they never really explain how Loki. Ta-da! Well, I I love that line. Ta-da! <laughs> um, isn't that is it? Isn't it hinted at like that's how he survived the Bifrost? Is he found that door and how he got out? Maybe they never said. That's how I always assumed as a teen, and now like <clears throat> he fell off the Bifrost, but he found this like other door out of the world. Yeah, perhaps. Uh, but yeah, so um, stop there and talk about the escape plan. Let's let's let's, let's talk about. So of course, each one of the warriors' friends, like if a um Loki betrays him, I'll kill you. Like each one <laughs> does that. Um, but the behind him, let me guess, you'll, you'll kill me. But, but Chris Evans, Chris Evans, yes. Bad? So, okay. So I, I have a behind the scenes fact here. So Chris Evans did an impression. Of an impression. Yeah. Um, Evans has an uncredited cameo in the Thor of the Dark World as Captain America, or Loki impersonates Captain America to capture Loki's impression. Tom Hiddleston donned a Captain America suit and did an impression of Evans' performance as Captain America, and Evans then did an impression of Hiddleston's impression of him. So yeah, so it's it's Chris <laughs> pretending to be Loki who is pretending to be Cap. It is cool. yeah. it is so good. Truth, honor, patriotism. God bless America. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the it's costume's a bit much. <laughs> so tight. So tight. <laughs> but the confidence. You can feel the righteousness surging. Oh, that's so good. That part is so awful out of left field. It's pretty funny. How Chris Hemsworth kept a straight face, I do not know. I would have been rolling. It is so funny. I like the line uh, as they're as Thor's trying to pilot out of it, uh, and Loki goes, "I think you missed a column." Shut up, Loki. I think that's pretty funny too. <sighs> uh, out of the two of us, which can actually fly? Oh, great! You just decapitated <laughs> your grandfather. <laughs> the, the those lines. The, oh yeah, that the one. Banter yeah. is my absolute favorite. Like, it makes the scene hilarious like there's these high stakes but loki's just like i'm gonna press every freaking button that thor has 
Because Whatever you're doing, I brother, I suggest you to do it faster. <laughs> uh, no he, it. he doesn't press gently. the. He doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't press the buttons. <laughs> he press. Uh, he pushed the buttons. He presses them gently. Don't hit it. Press it gently. I am hitting it gently. <laughs> now they're following us. Did you? Now did you they're firing the... at us. Yep. Did you catch though when he turns to Captain America the slight Captain America theme in the score? Did he yeah. Like, I did not catch da, that. Da, da, yeah. It's pretty. I, I love when these movies do it, and that's what makes Endgame so great for me is because they have every single one of those themes Scores, interwoven yeah. into the event. It's out of the, it's yeah. But yeah, the escape we'll plan goes off without yeah. Eventually, goes off without uh, much of a hitch. Uh, and well, before we move on, the CGI in the ship, the 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 spaceship is it cgi it's so is it tough. Set? no the the cgi of the the and the boards and everything and oh on the console you can yeah <laughs> see i wasn't paying attention to that I I, yeah to the banter I, that's all i cared about come on guys was, you, gotta, you gotta pay attention also the boat yeah, that on the water that one was rough yeah sorry i don't mean to continue to harp on it but i'm just pointing out the Spend all that budget money on Iron Man 3. True. I mean, this had a pretty big budget. It had a budget of... Wait for Yeah, it, it did. It did. It had a pretty big budget. It had a budget of... Um, That's the box office. I would like the budget, please. 150 to 272 million? There you go. Yeah. Something like that. And, like... Dang. You should be able to get a bit better... CG um, <laughs> for that kind of money. They they spent it all on making Asgard look real. That and, was honestly the best CGI of yeah. the movie. The funeral scene was pretty good too, actually. Yeah. However, not the like the greatest scene. Like the funeral is great, but like it was kind of like, eh, it's and a scene. Again, you don't know enough about Asgard to like appreciate. I mean, like whatever customs yeah. they're doing, it's very Viking esque, but like, anyways. All right. So they get yeah. to the Elven homeworld, and uh, Jane's body has completely channeled into the ether, enhancing her or weakening her physically. Uh, Malekith senses the ether and comes to the place to confront them. Uh, Loki then betrays Thor knocking him off the ledge where they're hanging out and uh, chopping off Thor's hand as he tries to summon Mjolnir. Hand, basically oh, I missed that. handing Jane to Malekith. Loki tells Malekith that in return for the ether, he just wants a front row seat to watching Asgard burn. And Malekith drains the ether from Jane's body. But then Loki's betrayal is to uh, shown to be fake. And Thor's injury is revealed to be nothing more than just holograph projection. Uh, Thor calls for Mjolnir and lights up the ether with his the lightning, but it is indestructible. You have to use the stones to destroy the stones. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, sorry. Uh, uh, Kirsten <laughs> battles Thor while Malekith and the minions leave. Get Malekith? Like, what the heck, dude? You're the big bad of the movie, and you're just... He keeps deep. He keeps dipping. dipping like, yeah, I have I, strong feelings up. about this too because right, Thor doesn't actually the... defeat Malekith. None of the bad guys are defeated by Thor. No, 
really. Yep. Anyways, we can go down. Yeah, that we'll talk about it once the rundown's done. I uh, just. Yep. Curse gains the upper hand against Thor, and Loki comes to Thor's aid, stabbing Curse through the chest with the sword. It has no effect on the cursed, who seizes Loki and drives the sword into his own body. Uh, but then Loki manages to press one of the implosion bombs on Curse's like belt thingy, and it implodes him. And then Are you in hell, monster. Loki then apologizes to Thor and dies. After mourning Loki, okay, sorry. Quick side note: I didn't realize that in Thor Ragnarok, the little play that they put on is word for word what actually happened in the movie. Uh-huh. I was, was like, anyway, that's why it's so funny. Pretty humorous uh because loki knows so he's like let's reenact my best trick ever yep uh after morning thor and jane enter the cave where they get a call from mr richard which is hilarious underrated character underrated character put him on a t-shirt uh really and they get back to london uh meanwhile a guard appears uh in the same area where loki dies as wesley said you see the magic uh, if he returns to Asgard to inform Odin of what transpired. And if you notice that the guard kind of looks like Loki, if you look like the actor who's playing the guard. It did. I thought Tom it was Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston. It might be. You kind of hear you kind of hear the accent, too, at, it's, it's, when he was talking, too. So. Yeah, it sounded like him. You kind of hear yeah. the accent. You was it him? Do. I don't think I don't so. Know. Check the cast so, listing. Yeah. Uh, it's probably just a voice, not a voiceover, but you know, dubbing, you know. Yeah, or, or someone, someone who can do mimicking, like, like mimic. Yeah. yeah, 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 that too. All right, so. Selvig, Ian, and Darcy meet up with Thor and Jane, and Selvig tells them that the people who lived in England after the previous convergence had built objects to create a secret map to where the convergence would reach its peak. Uh, the location is revealed to be Greenwich, of all places. I better after- get my pants. that was a good line Uh, I'll need my pants (laughs) they head off to Greenwich uh, and Foster or Jane theorizes that uh, Malachus' plan is to spread the ether through the portals so that he can destroy all the worlds at once does it destroy them or does it just launch them into like darkness because they kept calling it like I think it's dark I feel like it's it's darkness I feel like the darkness would be like destroying every living thing except the elves though like that's yeah, kind yeah. of my mind. It's like they want to be the supreme race, so they're gonna destroy everyone and everything. Yeah. It plunge it into darkness, and then they're gonna reign in the darkness. Yeah, it's it's confusing. <laughs> uh, yeah, they travel to Greenwich, and when they arrive, they find the number of portals already opening up, and that the convergence is nearing its peak. Malekith arrives, and Thor fights him uh, evenly matched. Uh, the fight takes them through various portals throughout the city, transporting them to different worlds, kind of Doctor Strange before Doctor Strange. Uh, while they're fighting, <laughs> uh, Selvig and Darcy and Ian are setting up the little gravity spike things uh, to, to, to fight the elves. And uh, they accidentally summon the Frost Beast, which I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> so that's the guy who plays Loki. What's his name? Brett, Brett Tucker. Brett Tucker. That's pretty good. He does a good uh, Loki impression. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty, character. Right I'm there. pretty sure that's him. Uh, so they're fighting. Uh, they're separated by the portals, and Malekith is unopposed to release the ether into the portals. And uh, Thor takes the train to Greenwich. Uh, Thor regroups with the friends and uh, takes Selvig's gravity spikes. 
and uh, Nodi, uh throws them at uh, Malekith, and his body parts are flying through the gravity portal things. And yeah. uh, he he disappears and it stops the attack and that's the end of him uh the arc starts to crash and thor is like laying on the ground jane flies over top of him to protect him uh but then selvig uses the last of the gravity spikes to teleport it away and it ends up falling on malekith killing is him. that what it is or is uh-huh. it or is it that it just falls through that wormhole i'm assuming it's a gravity spike because it just looks selvig like has it the devices the wormhole but the gravity spikes do the same thing as the wormhole so okay it could be either or uh but yeah then the portals are closed and the uh ordeal is finally over that was a lot that's where we'll stop it's the whole end battle um yeah i will say right now lame ending really was absolutely kind of again i will say they get out of Asgard, they have that little heart-to-heart on the ship, and then I don't care anymore. I think yeah. I will say the battle, best battle is the one with Thor and Loki on the elf homeworld. They fight together. I love it because he fights like that a dance. True, yeah. It's like a dance for Loki when he's fighting the bad guys, right? It's very fluid, very graceful. And Thor is just like, let's just smash everything to like hulk smash type of fight style and to watching them fight together it's just really fun to watch one thing to mention here in the end battle the pilot going into the other world in vanaheim to just show uh hogan like literally like you could have just done something hogan could have just shown up or something i don't i don't even like yeah yeah, because literally jet and then yeah, he the looks shed. at it, and that's it. Yeah. And then he comes back through, through the portal, back to Earth. You know? It's just like, okay. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> I wish we could have gotten Malekith and Thor fighting more hand-to-hand. Yeah. Not just getting tossed through all the portals. It was... See, when they're falling oh, down, yeah. the one kind skyscraper. Of, yeah, kind of, oh, that was funny. That, but kind of that... Like, you go. That CGI was not that was the one I noticed where Thor's like falling and trying to get the hammer. That yep. CGI was awful. Anyways. Go ahead. It was kind of like Doctor kind of Doctor Strange esque, I guess, like a little bit. But that's yeah, expected in a Doctor Strange because that's what he like he know he does like mm-hmm. he does that. It's him using yes. his powers yes. to fight the guys. Yes. This was Thor, and I yes. want to see <laughs> Thor fight a bad guy the way Thor fights bad guys. Yeah. Not falling through portals using I, <laughs> yeah so uh, rewinding to him fighting malekith yep on the elf world i loved their little heart to heart though because it kind of shows thor trying to teach loki how to love the right way which plays later into the other thor movies where like loki's learning to like love i guess i don't know i thought that was cool like mm-hmm. and then the line where he's like mother wouldn't want us to fight <laughs> well she wouldn't exactly be shocked Yep. I thought that line was funny. Um, I thought it was then, funny. Like, yeah. Finish, Anna. Loki protecting Jane. I thought that was interesting because, like, he acts like he doesn't care. And I don't think he cares about Jane. But I think in a weird way, he does care about Thor and keeping Thor alive. 
for whatever reason and maybe so he can get the throne but like it shows that he still cares about thor in some way because he doesn't have to protect jane but like one of the guards throws like that weird wormhole thing whatever it is and he jumps in front of it Mm -hmm. and then thor saves him and then he like goes over to jane and like covers her at one point where thor's trying to destroy the ether he didn't have to do that i just thought it was a really interesting choice to have loki protecting jane mm-hmm. i don't know yeah i just there, it was interesting that is i i thought it was pretty neat too it just shows loki's growth that he's caring about people mm-hmm. over himself uh, i like the line when thor shows up to the greenwich apartment or not the Grand- london apartment uh where everyone's like there and uh selvig goes uh yeah. your brother isn't coming isn't he and loki goes uh, thor goes he's dead and loki's dead. Goes, oh, oh thank god, god. <laughs> i mean oh I'm, I'm so sorry and then also <laughs> i better get my pants that line is pretty funny too yeah but yeah loki beats the big bad monster like loki defeats him well it's because like you said they're the downfall of the asgardians and loki's not asgardian he's oh that's true Jotun. But he stops him. Then Thor is trying to stop Malekith, but it's really Eric's tech that stops him. Because so it's... therefore Thor is pretty pointless yeah. in this movie at all. Considering but it's what a movie. is this this is the best Thor has ever looked, in my opinion. Like the fighting mm-hmm. that he does, the just Thor his in costume. general. His costume, the way he fights, the the way he's portrayed. I think this is the best Thor we've ever gotten, in my opinion. Now, of course, I haven't watched. We've ever gotten? We've ever gotten. I like it. I think Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok. That's what I'm saying. That's good. He's a little too much, too human for me. Like, Thor is supposed to be. In the comics, he is that way, too. He talks. I know, but but his fighting is fighting in Thor Ragnarok. I mean, like. The fighting. Mm. There's a lot more CGI. Yeah, there's a lot more CGI. CGI I haven't watched Ragnarok in a minute, so I might need to go rewatch it. But at this moment in time, I really like the Thor in this one. I like the Thor in Ultron too. It's very similar to this Thor. Well, yeah. Yeah, I like the Thor in Ultron. He's barely in Ultron. True, because he goes off and trying to figure out what's going on. But like, I like the fact, like, you see how much literal hell <laughs> thor goes through in this movie right he loses his throne like he chooses to lose the throne he loses his mother he loses uh loki quote unquote like for third time. he thinks he loses loki and then ragnarok so it makes sense in endgame and then yeah infinity war he loses infinity his war. kingdom yeah yep. half of it, it. well wow. it makes sense <laughs> and all of his people so it makes a lot of sense I'm glad they played into the fact that this would traumatize anyone. <laughs> um, and I like how they pull that in later um, in in Endgame. Yeah. They don't just like gloss over it. Like, oh yeah, his yeah. mother is dead. His brother is dead for reals. Twice. He loses Loki twice. <laughs> and then... Um, Three times, technically. His kingdom blows up and half his people are dead like and then he can't beat thanos <laughs> yeah yeah uh yeah so let's wrap or wesley do you have anything to add to 
all that now let's wrap up the movie all right yeah let's do it so sometime later thor returns to asgard where odin congratulates him on his victory despite the crimes he committed to do so odin comments that thor will be make a wise king but thor responds by saying that he's not ready to bear the weight of the throne and that thor leaves asgard to reunite with jane on earth but as he leaves odin is revealed to be loki dun 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 having faked his death and usurped odin's throne and that's thor that's we hit the credits right there but we do have a couple of tag scenes let's hit those before we talk about that uh so sif and volstag are over at nowhere which we don't know it's nowhere yet so uh well yeah we don't they're meeting up with tanalir tavan the collector to give him the ether uh tavan appears eager to take it but is curious as to why the asgardians don't just keep it secured in their own vault and this is where we find out that the tesseract is an infinity stone because volstag explains that they already have the tesseract on asgard and it's dumb to keep two infinity stones in the same place as they that leave doesn't, the collector doesn't remarks the collector have one nope. no okay no because no. currently at this time the power stone is on vormir not vormir sorry the soul no, stone no, is on no. vormir the power stone is on what's the planet that's oh yeah yeah Star it's, Lord it's feels, the, right? yeah Star yeah, Lord the, this, I can't remember yeah. what it's called I, uh, yeah. the mind stone is on earth in the staff and there's another one which one am I oh the time stone is with the time stone is with the, the uh, Sorcerer Supreme yeah Sorcerer Supreme has it Taj what's the Taj it's not Taj it's that yeah Kamar 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 Taj. Taj. Yeah. yeah sorry yeah not Taj Mahal no yeah, so, I was gonna so say that too. I was like, yeah, the no. collector, I don't think ever has two infinity stones. In Guardians, he's gonna pay Gamora to deliver the power stone to him. But gotcha. anyway, and then at the end of all the credits, Thor returns to Earth where they, Jane and him reunite, and we see the frost beast chasing around the birds in London. So that was Jodheim yes. they fell onto? Yes. Okay, I was double checking because I, I I thought it was because I'm like that looks like the monster that almost eats them in the first one, yeah. and uh, it is okay. Yep, and then we get the nice little Thor will return, and that is the end of Thor. Yes. So let's let's talk about that, and then we'll we'll wrap it up. So thoughts on that last scene, and then the two tag scenes. So I have like two kind of behind the scenes things. Uh, here, well, I have three actually. I'll, I'll, I have one for behind the uh, for one of the tag scenes, but for the very end for that Loki thing. So the ending was totally reconfigured. Initially, this was going to be the end of Loki. The character was going to die, but test audiences came away believing the trickster god was not actually dead. Thus, reshoots were done to keep Loki alive at the movie's end. Good so, choice. Good choice. I think that is a good choice. I, I love Loki. um especially and then the thing, plays into Ragnarok yeah. sorry and Infinity yeah. War. and then um this is I kind of hinted at this at the very beginning of the podcast but a couple of other Marvel people were involved uh, Joss Whedon the director of the Avengers was brought on to uh, the Thor of the Dark World uh, to rewrite a few scenes don't know exactly which ones they were probably the worst ones a, um yeah <laughs> Taylor went as far as to say that Whedon came in to save our lives um, with his rewrites. Um, additionally, uh, James Gunn a, uh, directed the mid credit scene that ties into his movie. That makes Guardians sense. Of the Galaxy. So, yeah. That makes sense. So, and then, 
Yeah. Sorry, do you have another one? You might have. Yes, one. I have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Natalie Portman, Natalie Portman had a stand-in for one scene in the post-grad yep. scene where I Thor and Jane, Jane, uh, they kiss when they kiss. Uh, that's not Natalie Portman. Instead, it is a Chris Hemsworth's wife, Elsa Pataki. I don't yeah. know how to spell Something her like last name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, don't don't worry. For some reason, it has something I don't know. Um, yeah, Portman wasn't available to a uh, shoot the scene. So if you need a stand-in for a kiss, why not go with the actor's wife? I guess that's literally which you can says. see because it's a lot more passionate kiss. <laughs> like if you watch it, like I was watching it, I thought that was the scene where his wife was standing in, and it's just like a lot more. It feels more intimate than uh other kisses he's shared with portman mm-hmm. on the screen so well i, like I mean it. i'm sure she's not as short as natalie portman too so that could play into it too no they made it look like she was shorter probably i don't know i was it was a joke but, but yeah yeah i i had that one too uh so here's the question so like in in that last scene with uh thor and odin which is actually loki thor like tries to give him back the hammer and Loki goes, no, you keep it. Do you think it's because Loki knew he couldn't lift the hammer? I thought so. That's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, because like Odin can lift the hammer. We know that. Because he put the the stipulation yeah, on. Yeah, because yeah. He, he's not even, Loki's not worthy. So Yeah, so he couldn't lift it. So he probably, I, I was like, I think that's pretty funny. I like how they did that. No, you keep it. <laughs> I also like the quote that Thor gives. Uh Yep. I'd rather be a good man than a great king. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, th- I just think that's pretty cool. Something. I think it's kind of almost like a slap to Odin, though. Like, yeah. You're a great king, but you're not a good man. And I want to be a good mm-hmm. man, not a great king. Yep. And I thought it was interesting that Loki gave Thor what he wanted, which well, was a compliment he... and to make his dad proud. Yep. But he also gave him what he wanted to go back to Earth because he wanted him out of Asgard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. But he also like knew what Thor wanted and gave it to him. Which is it, and it's also something that Loki wants from Odin almost. Like he wants Odin to be proud of him, even though he says he doesn't like Odin. I don't know. It's just it's a mind game again. But like I just thought it was interesting how that played out in that scene. I love the <laughs> gosh. Yeah. So how about yeah. favorite scenes? Well, just a second. I want to talk about. Sorry. Oh, okay. Sorry. I, sorry, sorry. I think it's interesting the the mid tank scene because I really like the Guardians movie. I just rewatched it a little bit ago <laughs> in preparation for Guardians three, obviously. Yes. yes but yes. how the collector plays such a bigger role in this taxing than he even does the movie, and I wonder if they were gonna have the collector be the big bad almost of Guardians one, and obviously. It was like a year out, so they couldn't really like change it much. But like it felt like the collector was gonna play a lot bigger part in Guardians One than he actually did. Then he he explained the power stone. Then he explained he explained, I believe he explained the infinity stones. Yeah, the, he explained, yeah, he explained, yeah, he explained. So he does have a role. But he does, one, yeah, he does. You you cast such a big care actor in the role of the collector. I can't remember the name, but he's he's a pretty big actor. Is like he's creepy as heck. Yeah. And then like, but like you don't 
it it's all it felt like he was going to be just bigger than he was is what i'm saying in this text especially when he goes one down five to go like but he's collecting them for for uh is he collecting them for thanos or is he thanos. For benicio it's benicio del toro yes yeah i don't know i i i assumed he was collecting them for um he's for thanos but he's not because in guardian he's not he's collecting the power stone for thanos and the collector is buying it off of gamora who's supposed to be collecting it for ronin but she's Uh going to betray him and sell it to the collector so it's i don't know like just that line just never had any payoff yeah right but like of course he wasn't gonna be like we were led of course led to believe like he was the guy he's i don't know it is it is a confusing line it doesn't make but it is that scene is creepy kind of though so he he made me supremely uncomfortable i was sitting there i'm like (laughs) it was it was creepy it was creepy so (laughs) i i I think i wonder if because of this line, I wonder if they were going to have almost a power struggle in the Marvel movie, like movies, like have like three or four or just him and Thanos fighting over the stones. Like that would have been interesting instead of just Thanos wanting it to wipe it out, like them, like battling, not battling, like battling for the stones. So like the collector would have the reality stone. Thanos would have the power stone. And then like Dr. Strange would obviously have the time stone. Like, but like they're just like the race to see who can get all of them first, if that makes sense. If that was where they were because they already hinted at Thanos at the end of Avengers. And so like I wonder if that's where they were going with it. And then they just were like, actually, let's pivot and make Thanos just like the, the guy. Because even in Guardians, it's like Thanos wants the power stone, and so does the collector. Like, you know, if that makes sense. I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm just just trying to figure out this mid credit scene because it's making the collector seem bigger than he actually is. I don't know. I don't know either. Or maybe just to establish his place as it's going to be pivotal because it is pivotal. Kind of. Even in, in Infinity War because they're going to go get it. Yeah, and then and he then dies. Thanos, Thanos has killed him already. Yeah, so it's like he's, he oh, is, no. but he's not really in it. Well, he's bigger in Guardians too, right? Not crazy big, but he is in it. Anyway, interesting. That's just a little bit of. Yeah. Trying to so, figure out. favorite scene. Favorite scene. <laughs> um, for me, I just kind of like the. I kind of like the beginning of the movie. To be honest, I like the the first sequence with the flashback, and then like with Thor. A, um, on Asgard, and then like we go to London with Jane. She's on the date. I just kind of like that first few scenes. I guess I don't know. It's kind of a sequence, kind of not. Um, but I I just like how it the transitions throughout those kind of cool transitions with the how they show the logo. Uh, I kind of liked Boar, and then like just seeing. I wish the fight was longer, of course, but. Yeah. Uh, for the first sequence um the very first scene but i love the date with jane and richard uh and yeah i don't know so yeah <laughs> yeah all right anna my favorite scene is them escaping from asgard sneaking out because 
Thor and Loki's banter. Loki's banter with everyone is just top notch. Like the scene where Sif goes, you even think of betraying him, I will kill you. He goes, good to see you. And then Volstead goes, if you if you think of betraying him, you'll kill me? Evidently, there'll be a line. There's just like so many moments and then like Thor trying to pilot the ship. He's like, why don't you let me fly it? Like, clearly I'm the better pilot. Of the two of us, which of us actually knows how to fly? Like things like that. It just, it made that scene golden to me. I love the brother dynamics. I love the heart to heart when they're on the the elven home planet. Um, and just like kind of, Loki learning that Thor really loves him even though he's betrayed him and he wants to trust him but he can't I just I love all that I just think it's it's great yeah uh for me it's when Loki is just murdering all the elves on uh the home planet like while Thor's trying to take on one guy Loki's just like murdering them all it's it's I think that's great and I actually I will just say the entire battle on the elven home planet I think that's the peak fight scene. I think it's uh, just a really nice scene. Obviously, CGI is not the greatest on the backdrop of the planet, but I can. I think it's. I think it's really. It's a fun. Uh, it's a fun scene. Yeah. So yeah. Least favorite scene, Wesley. Um, of course you could do a variety, and I don't know. I. I didn't really like the first attack on Asgard per se. Like we were talking when we were talking about it, the slowness and like just like mm-hmm. when the throne room in the throne room when Malekith like got there at the palace, and then just the confusing aspects of like the mm-hmm. curse breaking out and not getting Loki out, of course, and then yep. like just just a whole bunch going on, and then the confusing way how like Frigga died. And just you guys rambled on about that. I didn't really ramble that much, but you guys talked about it a lot. But it was just kind of the scene was kind of all over the place. And like, I don't know, I wish it was kind of more centered, (laughs) like you were just one place. And then like we see someone going to somewhere and then like we cut to another place, you know, Uh, just do all of the stuff in the dungeon first. Then we then we cut to Malekith taking out the throne room then he goes to the yes, yes. Friga, you know so yeah I don't which know. that would have made more sense watching the cursed get out right yeah. and going up to the dis disengaging the shields then show Malekith coming in yes. and going in it would have flowed better the pacing would have been better yeah and like so in your head, s- you would yeah so kind of some pacing issues too so with that scene yeah so yeah, Anna, least favorite scene. I would probably say Frigga's death. I didn't love that, which is kind of the same as what Leslie said, but just the way she died was kind of lame. I feel like the funeral scene was kind of unnecessary. It was like, it slowed the plot down even more than it already was. Because mm-hmm. yeah. at that point, I'm like, I really don't care. <laughs> She's dead. Um, I guess it gave you some world building to Asgard, but it was just, it was very slow and not necessary when we're already kind of waiting to see what's going to happen next. So I would say those two scenes. Yeah. Uh, For me, it was the throne room fight scene. I just could have done without it. I think, I mean, if you're going to do a fight scene, 
make it good. Like it's a superhero movie. Your fight scenes should be good. And this one just was not. So, uh, favorite quote. Yes. Man, how do you pick a favorite? <laughs> um, the obvious choices are like maybe like one from Loki or maybe one from Eric. Eric had some funny when he was in the movie. He was like hilarious. Yep. Um, but I, yes, <laughs> I'm gonna go with Stan Lee's though. Uh, he was talking about the shoe. Can I have my shoe back or something like that? That that was hilarious. So. Just the awkwardness of that scene, just all the old people just sitting there. And, like, I think there's a deleted scene, actually, of, like, that being longer, and there's another response or something. I don't know. Yeah, I, feel like yeah, I, saw I think there is. Yeah, I think there's there, a deleted one them, scene. One of them asks, like, yeah, like, pretends like he understands what's going on, and Eric gets really yeah. excited, and then it's just like, whoop. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. Yep. Yeah, so... <laughs> Um, yeah. so there's like the one that's quoted all the time where Loki's like sitting there when Thor shows up and he goes, You must be truly desperate to come to me for help. Like that one's quoted all the time. Um, but I think I really like just it's not one line, but all of the banter when he's trying to fly the ship. Like it's just line after line after line after line by Tom that's just like he hits it so perfectly. With the perfect level of snark, like brother snark, having three brothers, it's like, yeah. Um, that my favorite one of that sequence is "Well done, you just decapitated your grandfather." I love that line. I remember, I remember hearing that line in the theater and just like absolutely dying. So I will go with, "Well done, you just decapitated your grandfather." Yeah, nice. Uh, so apparently there's a deleted scene where uh, Odin allows Malekith to kill Frigga because he's not willing to give up the ether. So that would have been better. That would have been so much better. But anyway, uh, neither but here it here. also doesn't follow the the the, the storyline they gave us that uh, that uh, Odin cares about Jane. Like he doesn't care about Jane. Yeah, well, he doesn't care about, he cares about the ether. The ether. Uh, yeah, it's the ether. Uh, but uh, my favorite quote would be Thor saying, I'd rather be a good man, not a great king. So uh, I think that's that's pretty, it hits. Uh, okay, so uh, least favorite character. Um, I would have to go with, it's hard to do this, but I think, I think I'm going to go with Jane. I think she just has some cheesy lines here. Right. Just because her, like, not her... I, I don't know. She just has some really cheesy lines. That's she's, all. Like, she just has some cheesiness to her in this movie. So well, she's just very flat, too. It's like yeah, she is damsel in distress. Yeah. Boring. Unfortunately, that's a, a lot of Marvel ladies in these kind of movies. Like, like, well, I guess either, maybe Jane, I guess. Either the they're either that or they're like i don't need a guy i'm a, like like uh evangeline lily's character i do not like yeah well she's under at so, all anyway. i do not like her yeah one is pretty good elizabeth olsen is pretty good yeah. so and she's good, i was gonna yeah. say pepper too but uh, pepper, pepper yeah pepper amazing yeah thank you carter okay anna thank you carter <laughs> least favorite character uh 
don't like saying this, but Darcy was super duper annoying in this one. And I do not like her. Like the whole fight scene. And then the random of like, she's so mean to Ian for so much of the movie. And then all of a sudden she's like kissing him. Because he, he saved her life. Okay, but like. Facts. <laughs> it was just, it. she didn't make sense. She was kind of just there to get Eric out of prison and I did not love her. So we'll go with, I do like Darcy, but not in this movie. Okay. Yeah. Valid. Um, I'm going to say Odin because he's kind of a jerk. I just didn't care for him. I think, I think, uh, not Anthony Hopkins is an amazing job with him, but he's a jerk. All right. And <laughs> last but not least, favorite character. Um, I would probably have to go with Loki. I was like, I don't know. All of his, just his lines delivery, like Anna was saying earlier with all of his banter between uh, everybody. And it was just funny to see him. And Tom Hiddleston is just a great actor. And I just loved him. And I love the cliffhanger with him. When I was a kid, I was like, oh my gosh, what they're, what are they going to do with him? Like, what's going to be next? Like, what mm-hmm. happened to a uh, Odin? And so it was just crazy to think about like different theories and all that when i was a kid <laughs> about all that mm-hmm. but a um yeah i i'm gonna go with loki so all right anna i will also say loki because i love him a lot anyways i have always loved loki and like wesley said tom hiddleston is a phenomenal actor and he just plays the like you you never feel like you know what he's gonna do next like tom plays it where like you he acts like he knows what's coming next even though clearly he doesn't because he just doesn't but he acts like he knows what the next step is and he just plays him so well and there's like there's depth to him even more than like thor mm-hmm. like thor is very in your face like this is what's happening where like loki's got layers and you never know what layer you're on or if you you, you think you figured him out and then you don't um, and that's just really fun as a as an audience to try and figure out what Loki's going to do next. So it will say Loki. Yeah. Uh, for me, I'm going to say Thor. I, I, I've raved about him during this whole thing. And I think this is peak Thor at this moment in time. Uh, and uh, I just really liked his fight scenes. I thought his character was good. Um, you said uh, that. Um, yeah, yeah, I can't remember where I was going with that. Uh, but yeah, I really like Thor. Uh, I just think he's 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 great. And uh, oh, you were talking about how he didn't kill any of the bad guys, and I agree. I think it's kind of bogus, but I think he was just he was really solid in this movie. So Thor, yeah, he has right. evolved a lot. Yes, yes, he has. One more quick thing about Thor. Uh, I read somewhere that. He, uh, Chris Hemsworth is afraid that fans are sick of seeing him as Thor. I was like, no, absolutely not. We like, no, no. we like, and I'm almost sure like a hundred, like not hundred percent, but a lot of Marvel fans aren't like, we want to see these guys continue to, you know, grow and develop. Yeah. We've lost Captain America. We've lost Tony Stark. We've lost uh, the guardians. Well, not, 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 not all of them, but, we lost Black Widow. Yeah, Black Widow. Lost Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther. Like, yeah, not by see... choice, but no, 
I, I, I want to see the continuity in like almost yeah. kind of like a comic book where, you know, we may not see him for a while, but they'll show up when they're needed. Yeah. Like, like that's what I think they're going with, with like Peter Quill and Drax and yeah. those yeah. guys, like they're not dead, which I was so glad they weren't dead, but they're just not going to be in them. But we're well, gonna- Dave Bautista is done. I think he's, yeah. he's doesn't want to come yes. back. So, but I mean, I like, could with, see with how being Wars- tied to a role like that would be. What? With Star Lord, it's kind of like you're you're out of here for a while, but you can come back if need be. You can. Which they they set it up that way. Yeah. and with Nebula, like they will come back if they're needed, but they're not gonna be like a continuing story anymore. Yeah. Like their their comic run is done, but they're still a lot. Like it's just a re. You, you could pull them in. Guardians. Yeah, which I think yeah. is is clever because you're building your arsenal as it yeah. were of characters like a comic book or where secret you can one. pull them in or you could have like mm-hmm. a, another giant like end game where you mm-hmm. can bring a bunch of the characters back and it's mm-hmm. epic yep. um clever and I, and I think having characters like rocket and Groot are so smart because the actors work for like two days in a booth and they're done yeah but it's the same character like does does the guy who played Rocket not do the like motion? Mo-caps? Bradley, no, Sean Bradley Cooper, Bradley. no. John Gunn is the motion capture guy. Uh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. All right. Final thoughts on Thor two and your star ranking. It's one out of five. Yes. Or you can do zero. Um, I really hated it. Which. <laughs> go ahead. Uh. So obviously this movie is a very mixed bag. I didn't like. There's not many themes to this movie. Like, of course, like, you could go with the family theme, but, like, in that alone, with all of, like, the relationships between Loki and his parents, again, are just weird. And, I don't know, it's just weird. And, like, there's a few bright spots, but overall, the movie's runtime, it seems that it's longer than it is, but it isn't. It's, like, an hour and 52 minutes, but, like, you think it's, like, a two hours and a half, I feel like, but it it's not like I said, but I am gonna give the star ranking uh one out of five. So, Whoa! Yeah. Dang. And and my in my the movie releases I have it as a um right now I moved it down a spot originally, but I think I'm gonna have it as my last place spot. Thirty two out of thirty two movie. The movies. underneath Incredible wow. Hulk. Yeah, I think Incredible Hulk's better actually now that I've watched this right at least this last watching. So, Jeez. so I haven't seen Incredible yeah. Hulk, but is does that one have more of a like central theme message wise to the movie or no? No, it's I don't know. Just an it's just movie. I would have to see Incredible Hulk again, but you know, because I feel like good movies like like Captain America: Winter Soldier. I know you're not there yet, but it's got a good message to it along with an intriguing plot and good characters were like this one didn't have that like wesley said it didn't have and it didn't like, a have message really a theme yeah it didn't at all really... they're all over the place it's basically like we just need to stop malekith and it's like well why like there's no heart to it i guess is that a good way which which could have come from the multitude of rewrites and director changes and all of that but the i thought the characters were pretty solid the main ones I thought there were some good 
lines, but the plot, I found myself not really caring about it at all, which I said. So I, I'm going to give it a star more than Wesley, and I'll say two out of five, which shocked me because I thought it was better than that. <laughs> what, what, what would have been your star ranking going into it before you rewatched it? Me? No, no. Oh, her, her. Oh. Yeah, you had it. I think didn't you have it like two stars? Um, I think I had it uh, on Letterbox. I had it as one out of five. So. Oh, okay. Uh, I would have probably like... said four because I liked Thor and I like Loki. Oh no, I meant but like the going into it. Yeah, I would have said four and then oh, rewatching four. I heard it. Four. Okay. Four. Wow. Um. But also, I guess after seeing more of the more recent Marvel movies, because I finally watched like, um, I watched Guardians Three, I watched um the new Doctor Strange movie, mm-hmm. I finally saw Shang Chi the other day. Shang Chi. Shang Chi, sorry, Jeez. but it just didn't hold up to those as well. There was a lot more yeah. heart in those three. Sometimes creepy, but. <laughs> um, I did not like Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. That it, it made me very, very uncomfortable. But um, which I think it's supposed to. But um, yeah, yeah. I just it didn't. The storyline did not hold up to the other Marvel movies, plot wise. Yeah, valid. Which I I guess at fifteen you don't really care. You're there for Thor's face and Loki's face and. The, yeah. the the one-liners and the clips and stuff but yeah all right so for me uh i said it going in better than i remember a lot better than i remember uh but there's still things in it that i just don't care for it felt like hey we've got to get thor to a place where he's back on earth we have to get thor a place to where for you know the upcoming avengers movie and mm-hmm. uh so it just felt kind of a maj podge of things um i loved thor's development i loved loki in it um but unfortunately it just you know it fell short eventually of where thor used to be and where thor you know what thor Ragnarok or not Thor Ragnarok the first Thor was and where Thor was in Avengers and uh so I'm gonna have to give it I did have it at two but then talking with you guys about it it's now one and a half star out of five um just slightly better than the Incredible Hulk slightly better than Iron Man 2 um in the total ranking so Wesley has just the movies I have the movies and the tv shows and the specials so there's currently 40 40 marvel cinematic universe you know properties that's including specials tv shows everything and i have thor ragnarok or thor the dark world 37th out of 40 above the incredible hulk iron man 2 and eternals which i haven't seen yet so i can't rank it oh you have oh no see i have eternals like at 30 so okay like i think i watched i I think i watched eternals i started man. it and i didn't like it it's man oh my god is that a show it's, just a, it's a movie no it's a movie it's a movie it's just a, like there's too many characters like there's okay. so many people what's there's the so one, many people what's the movie what's the show i don't know if it's part of the mcu immortals uh with thunder immortals 
Is that Immortals? No, that's Black Bolt, but it's Immortals. Yeah. That was back when they were doing all the shows yeah. on ABC. That's the and all ABC, that. yeah. Is that that's yeah. so that's not, not canon? Well, they brought Black Bolt into Multiverse of Madness, so yeah. it's like yes. different universe. Different, different universe. universe? Okay. Yeah. Was that the same actor in yep. Multiverse of Madness? I th- okay. Yeah. It yep. looked the same. That's why I was asking. Yeah. So we have a one star from Wesley, a two star from Anna, and a one and a half star for me. So Thor the Dark World gets a one and a half collectively. Uh but yeah, guys. Thank you guys for tuning in to our episode on Thor the Dark World. Um, just like Thor, we will return uh, with uh, uh, the next movie in the MCU rewatch. Hopefully soon. We need to get a recording date on the schedule. And that will be Captain America, the Winter Soldier, which will be much more of an uplifting episode than this one was. Best yes. MCU movie, IMO. Well, you're not on it, so you can go. I know, ahead. but it's my Peter favorite. Star ranking for it right now, Anna, even though you haven't watched it. It's I, in my top five. I watched so. it recently. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like, too. it's probably. So good. Five out uh, of five. Whoa, five out I of like, five. I like that it's got the superhero element, but it's got the spy element, and it's more street level. I love street level heroes, and I love Captain America and Natasha, and I love bucky and his storyline and it's it's amazing the fight sequences are so cool anyways it's my favorite yeah all right so uh yeah stay tuned for that episode uh follow us on the social medias where you can and uh oh you can email us at the movie minute men podcast at gmail and we will read you read your email at the end we will read you Yeah, so uh, Wesley, what do you want to say to the fans before we sign off? Well, thanks uh, for listening again. Not watching. I said that last nope. episode. Yes, not watching. We're not. You're not watching us. You're listening to us. So, thank you for your continuing support, all you viewers yes. out there, wherever you are, sitting in your car or reading yeah. or I don't even know what you're doing. But you have to have like an hour you. and a half commute to listen to these episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I usually do it in two sittings, but, you yeah. know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's fun. Yep. And Anna, where but, can the people find you if they want a, more of your voice slash face? Uh, you can listen to the Old Enough Fairy Tales podcast on Spotify or wherever you get to your podcasts. Um, you can find us on Instagram at Old Enough Fairy Tales podcast. And you can find me on Instagram at Anna underscore Augustine underscore author. Yeah. Lovely. And uh, thank you guys again for listening. Uh, For Wesley and Anna, I'm Andrew. See you next time.